0: Hey, Drew. Drew, I'm back. (coughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. What now? (coughs) Drew, every time I go away, something goes wrong. What the hell are you doing? (coughs) Do you need to go to the toilet? (coughs) Have you got something stuck in your throat?
1: What? 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 Speak to me, man. Oh, okay, Bryce. So I'm trying to learn anim- animalese. All right. I'm yeah. trying to get Philbert to come to my house. I love Philbert so much, Bryce. So t- i
0: miss him so much. Listen, okay. I know you have a long, deep, sated relationship with Phil,
1: but You need to let it go, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. We will be reunited soon at the end of March. Don't you worry, Philbert. You'll be mine. Oh, Jesus Christ. What's up everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host Drew Agnew and the doors to episode 133 are open. Joining me back in the house is my best buddy, the delightful, the wonderful Bryce DeWitt. How we going, man? I'm back. He's back. I'm back. It's just wonderful, Bryce. Yeah. So how's it feel back with the headphones on, the microphone in your gullet? I mean, hey, look, look. Uh,
0: we never had micro. We never had the headphones on before. No, we didn't. Now, is- we, now we've got the roadcaster in front of us. Yeah. yeah. This has been like a. This is like a long time coming episode where we've got all this new equipment, all this nice stuff. Mm. And I haven't been back yet, so this is the first episode where we're like, e-. Right into it.
1: Yeah. So my new room just got carpet today. So yeah, yeah.
0: that's exciting too. Spe- yeah. Speaking of new equipment, you know, you have got nice, fresh new carpet for the room. You, your walls are exuberantly white. Mm, they are. They're they? absolutely yeah. beautiful. The only thing
1: that we don't have right now is like your desk set up and everything. Yeah. Like literally, the carpet man just left. So I, fe- I just folded out a, a table and chucked the stuff on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which reminds me, actually, um, that uh, table. That we're going to be using. Did you end up picking that up?
1: Uh, not yet. Still at Beachport. All right. Okay. Yeah. We need to do that. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit of a dust off, and the mics can just live on there, and I can just bring the roadcaster between my two desks depending on what I'm doing. Yeah. So I, I suppose I suppose without
0: going into hyper detail, like it's it's pretty empty now, mm. but you really want to make this room look something fantabulous Mm, yeah it's gonna have soundproofing
1: and all that fun stuff soundproofing lead lighting and everything and yeah Yeah. so if it sounds a bit echoey at the moment we are sorry about that because of the circumstance we're in last week I didn't do the podcast last week because I had like no rooms with carpet. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, oh, okay. everywhere. What. Yeah. yeah. i tell you what. <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound too bad on an at least.
2: Mm.
0: I'm like listening through here and it doesn't sound too bad. Because I,
1: I had it organized with Buddy Watson. We we're going to talk about the uh, Animal Crossing Direct. Um, and I just, I, I messaged him like, uh, mate, I don't think we can do it. Too much echo, too much going on. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you're literally
0: like... (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, like, you have been pretty damn hard at work for what it's worth. So it's sort of like, Mm. well, yeah, I mean, you might as well just take that opportunity to not worry about it too much and get everything done and then stress
1: about it later. And I mean, like, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. I didn't watch the direct weren't you? But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's gonna be a lot going on this year as far as like content in that goes. Once this room's set up, we've, oh, got yeah. a, we've got a lot of gear sort of um coming which will let us do a lot more things and I'm really looking forward to it. Got mm-hmm. nothing to say at the moment as far as that goes, but I'm excited.
0: Are you excited, Bros? I'm excited to get it set up and you mm-hmm. know, have like a permanent home, you know. Yeah, the house. right, right, r- rather than that. Grabbing <laughs> yeah. this plastic table. This plastic table. I mean, you can hear it when I flick. It's like... It's like the table everybody uses at
1: Christmas. Put on the ham, put yeah. on
0: the, the cheese. Yeah, you put like a crappy $2 mm. plastic tablecloth over it that you can just chuck out later. Yeah. But like, you know, at least the next table we are, we're on, it'll make less of a... a more of a... <laughs> you know, like yeah. a, a bit more <laughs> of a thud because it actually hurts the finger now
1: mm, Here's the thing else
0: So you won't be flicking my table. No, that's good. No, yeah, and I mean, if we bump it, it won't make so much noise too. I mean, that's—I think—that's probably going to be the biggest thing. Is that we've used this table for so long, <laughs> and we have to be so careful when we're on it every time. Yeah, yeah. But like when we actually get like a proper solid wooden table, we can knock it a little bit and not have to worry too much. Yeah. You know, it's a little less flimsy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. Well, like, yeah, <laughs>
0: I think I think we both do, don't we? Yeah, the t- the head just falls off. Like, so just all the stuff topples. Oh.
1: Huh. You're waving to my dog. My dog's out the window, is I, she?
0: I am waving to your dog. She's staring at us. She's so, like, oh, Jesus mm. Christ.
1: See, that's the thing. So, we've been painting for the last week and a half, just like like all day, every day type of thing. And the blinds have been taken down so the dog can see us. Yeah. And now the dog knows we're in this room. <laughs> it knows we're here. So, it might... She's been pretty good, but I hope she doesn't start barking to get attention outside the window. Yeah, to, to be honest, she looks pretty content. Oh, she's pretty content. She's actually sat down. She looks pretty chill, actually. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. Mm. She's a good dog. She is a good dog. She's been a bit. Uh, she's been a bit quiet lately. She's a. Uh, um, she's she's growing up to a fine young woman dog, and she's uh, yeah she's had those uh going through the cycle. Going through the cycle, and she's a. Uh, I think she's found it a bit hard because usually she's like super energetic, mm. and the other day I I went to the backyard. And I'm like, where's where's Lila? And she was in a cage. She was asleep. I'm like that is not like. A, no, no. <laughs> little Jack Russell. She's got so much energy, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh ah, well. It happens. It does. It, it definitely does happen. It happens. Yeah. It's what happens when you don't get your dog sexed because you want puppies eventually. Well yeah. that happens, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have some puppies, are you? I would like to have some puppies. You're gonna yeah. get you some breeder license. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you have got it's it's ridiculous. You've got to pay seventy dollars a year just for the fact of keeping your dog's organs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you've got to pay for the breeder's license on top of it. Mm. So have fun with
1: that. Yeah. I think uh yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, so this podcast is not about my dog breeding <laughs> enterprise we've got going on. This is a Nintendo podcast. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to be talking about some of the news. So we got some Pokemon news. we got we got a lot of news coming on. Um, but first off, Bryce, last week, almost a week ago, we went to see the Sonic movie. I'm just going to crack this real quick, all right? It's not a Furphy. Either. It is
0: not It is not a Furphy. It is a UDL because I felt like something that was like fruity flavored. Fruity.
1: There you go. Mm. so that so that's a green apple nice that takes me back to when i was 18 or so oh yeah absolutely
0: yeah, yeah. drinking oh, the green apples i still have one every now and then i don't buy them very often anymore
1: though see i guess since i'm the host i'm kind of like the sober driver so i'm just i've just got a glass of water <laughs> I've, got, I've got to drive i got to drive you home no, you um don't. <laughs> i'll drive myself thank you okay fair enough fair enough yeah. so the sonic movie bryce we went to see it last week um it was meant to be like oh you know let's uh let's catch up let's just go and watch a movie you know something to do something to you know get us out of the town and whatever um and you ended up bringing your daughter evie I and did. i was sort of relieved a little bit because it's like oh well we don't have to look like two weirdos <laughs> just going to the sonic movie by ourselves no no it was, we're taking the kid she wants to watch it yeah she wants to watch the sonic movie but really we were the ones that wanted to see the sonic movie
0: oh uh, yeah and i think like the thought behind that was mostly like well we went and saw detective pikachu for obvious reasons and we loved it and mm-hmm. like uh with the sonic movie uh if if it was still they stuck with that bad design choice i don't think i would have bothered yeah for sonic itself like i think i think promoting those good de- those good choices in filmmaking or video game design or whatever it may be mm. warrants me enough to go okay now i'll go see it because they deserve you know, that recognition for actually doing something proper and not just cashing in, mm. which was something that Uwe Boll did with video game movies for how long? 20 years? A long time. <laughs> 20 years, something yeah. like that, yeah. A
1: like ridiculous amount of time. So, yeah, um, I guess the story was like, you know, pretty run-of-the-mill, but it was an enjoyable movie to go and watch.
0: It was just fun but, to watch, I think. Yeah,
1: it's just a fun movie to go and watch. Like, I, I wasn't expecting too much, and I sort no. of I got what I wanted, really, just a fun enjoyable, you know, kids movie, really. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 like I said to you, it kind of reminds me of Garfield. So Garf, the first um, Garfield movie back early 2000s, I can't remember now. I was like, it's 2003 actually, I think it was. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like the typical thing, like i got to get to this location. It's like a bit of a trip to get there. They get there. Congratulations. You know, the movie ends how it ends. Yeah. Um, it's just pretty run the mill. But um, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed, like, a few of the jokes and everything in there. Yeah, and Jim Carrey was a really, really... Jim Jim Carrey carries the movie. Yeah, very Jim Carrey of himself. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, like, um, I couldn't think of anybody else to play, like, a narcissistic evil mm. bastard. Yeah. You know, like Eggman should be portrayed, I suppose, Uh, as Jim Carrey. Like, he's perfect. Mm-hmm. You're only going to look at, like, his old roles, like, cable, like in The Cable Guy and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's there, there there's a few lines that just, like, made me, like, really laugh. Like, uh, the line where basically the, I forgot the main character's name, but the uh, the main character who isn't Sonic um, basically says, like, or oh, Jim Carrey just comes back with the line saying, um, uh, what exactly was it? I, I'm going to butcher it the hell. But it was, it was something along the lines of, like, oh, thanks for pointing out that I was an orphan. It's just like out of nowhere. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> just like, man, that's really dark. <laughs>
0: yeah, he said something like, uh, something along the lines of at least my dad took, uh, my, no, no, he just said something oh, along yeah. the lines of like my dad take would take me out to play catch or something like that. And he's like, thanks for pointing out I'm an orphan. <laughs> yeah, It was yeah. like very, very uh, like undertone dark <laughs> just by his own hand, like mm-hmm. not even just like, the character delivery itself, but like him mm. in general, yeah, it was mm. good though. It was like made out to be like this super evil genius that the government even themselves hated, but they used him as a last resort.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like how so it's like Doctor Robotnik. He sort of, um, you know, he works for the government. That's a that hasn't happened in any other Sonic game or anything. I don't think I'm not a big Sonic expert by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. It was funny too that like they sort of they called him Doctor Eggman just as like an insult, not actually like not actually having his name as Doctor Eggman. a Really good way to do it. It take. was, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: it was a great way to do it because
1: um like they they
0: Sonic calls him Head Eggman based on his robots because they all look look like frigging eggs, yeah, like all of them, and that just makes so much goddamn sense. And it's just like well before it was basically like differentiating on what region you came from. Really, mm. it's like it was either Robotnik or it was Eggman. Um, and they didn't really have, like, a disparity of, like, which was more appropriate mm. as a naming convention. But yeah. now it's just, like, his name's Robotnik, but Sonic calls him Eggman because his robots look like eggs.
1: Ha. Perfect. <laughs>
0: the kids will love that one. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Um, mm. I think uh, maybe the movie took a little bit of a hit uh, due to delays and extra budget that had to go into remaking Sonic and, like, redoing all the scenes and stuff. Um there was a lot of sort of pop cultural references in there that you would have heard about by now if you've yeah. been on, on the internet like flossing
1: and flossing Sonic. Oh, my God. Um, cause in the it wasn't tra- once, it was twice. Yeah. In the trailer, he did a different dance. <laughs> yeah, He did like, you know, the the one he does in the game. <clears throat> in the movie, he does the floss. And that that was the one time in the movie where I'm like, oh no. 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 Yeah. And then he does it again, like towards the end. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. don't do the floss in this movie. Yeah. That that's the thing though.
0: <laughs> they, they really they really want it to appeal to kids and thanks mm. to it is a, it is like a huge thing thanks to Fortnite. Yeah. And you know, you shove a reference like that in there, then they're like,
3: Look, Sonic's doing the floss, man.
0: <laughs> and there you go, you know, it's that's that's what gets them the money. They're like, you should go watch the Sonic movie because he flosses. Mm. And then you know that's when they get more
1: sales. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess if that's the uh, the thing that I disliked the most about the movie that Sonic did the floss, mm. I guess that's a good thing. Like, I'm with movies. I'm really easy to impress. Like I well not impressed, but just I go in there, I watch it, I generally enjoy it. Unless it was like real trash. I think I think the last two movies, so we've
0: got Sonic and we've got Detective Pikachu, I think they are a wake up call to like how good video game movies can be without them Mm. being just absolutely tarnished to hell. I mean, we've had Video game movies that sort of last the test of their time, like Resident Evil and Tomb Raider and stuff like that. They all relatively got decent reception and stuff like that. But when it comes to like the Mario Brothers movie, we all know how that turned out. And funny, um, the Mortal <laughs> Kombat movie, as uh, a Street Fighter movie, you wouldn't even know that it existed. Like yeah. there's, a, there's like a whole, there's like a whole plethora of just like real cashed in sort of things. But I think this may be like a really good turnaround. Uh, thanks to Detective Pikachu mostly because they were like, oh, hey, let's just put in 100% to this movie. And mm. then the Sonic movies come around and they've actually listened to complaints as to not screw everything up. They fixed it up. And like, I mean, it's not as resounding as Detective Pikachu was, but there's a lot of, yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty good, mm. you know, for what it's worth. It's not like 100% true to form, I guess, for Sonic, but it's it's close enough that it's believable. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, like it like it's a believable thing uh that could have happened to Sonic in general, not uh, to Plumbers stroll around Brooklyn with jetpack powered boots that make them jump higher and Cooper's <laughs> just some King Cooper's just some guy with cornrows, like I love that. I oh, look ev- everybody <laughs> it's so I think dumb. I think everybody has like a little a little passionate uh bit of themselves with that movie. Mm. But it's not because it's like the source material. It's because, ha, ha yeah, yeah. it's funny because they really tried too hard to make this fit mm. into live action.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think work. the Mario Bros. movie, if you go into it like this, is so bad that it, it it actually becomes good. Yeah, if you watch it that way, it's it's a good watch in that it isn't mm. like a bad so bad it's actually bad. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, hope it'll probably. I don't think it'll ever be forgotten about, but it'll be. A weird, weird contrast when um, what was it? it? Illumination Studios Mm. uh, finishes up on the Mario Bros. movie. Yeah, so I'm looking forward
1: to that. So thinking about these couple of movies, like Detective Pikachu and Sonic, um, it's getting me thinking about what the Mario movie could look like in 2022 or whenever it launches. Mm. Yeah,
2: it
0: also makes me wonder what um, what else will be coming out in video game media. Obviously, like recently in recent times, we've had some really good stuff like Castlevania. Mm. For example, which I really got to start watching the new season of that. Yeah, I think I've only, I think I actually did start, but I only watched one episode. But Castlevania is stellar, and then the same, the same guys directing, um, Devil May Cry, uh, Devil May Cry one, um, Devil May Cry's already had an anime before, so it doesn't really seem too, too hyped about, I guess. But mm. I mean, it it it's it's gonna be there. There'll be Devil May Cry. I know that Final Fantasy XIV is getting a full live adapt. Um, I don't think it's live adaption, but it's getting a full adaption mm. um, by somebody. I can't, can't remember which director it was, but it might've also been Castlevania's director. Right. But, yeah. and the way they, they want to do that is they want to catch up to where the expansions currently are for the game. And they want to bounce off each other with ideas. Like they've got some really good ideas going off uh, video games at the moment, but they just, uh, they got to keep that momentum up that's, you know, been brought by movies like Detective Pikachu and even Sonic mm. um, and stay true to the source material and really run it forward. And yeah, again, I think Sonic did it pretty well. Um, it's definitely not as good as Detective Pikachu, but it's, it's definitely up there. It's pretty good. Yeah. And video game movies anyway.
1: Yeah. Cause like on, on the PlayStation side, they're trying to get the uncharted movie off the ground and it keeps on losing directors and everything. And, um, a game like Uncharted, it's also kind of odd to want to make a movie about it because you've got Indiana Jones, which is the inspiration or a lot of the inspiration for Uncharted. And then with Uncharted, say, a 10-hour game sort of compressed into two hours, you're not getting the amount of character or story into that.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I feel like those games are very much driven on their plot.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like,
0: yeah. just... just... The only reason I haven't played them is because I, I, played, I played a minor amount of the first one. Mm. And <laughs> I know it's not much of an excuse, but I played a minor amount of the first one. I just remember being frustrated. I'm like, eh, can't be bothered. Yeah. And then, because I played I played Tomb Raider before I played that. Uh, Tomb Raider 2016, 17,
1: whatever it is. 13, I think. 13. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's a long time there. ago now. Yeah.
0: Holy crap. But yeah, I played that before I even played Uncharted. And that honestly was just a better experience. mm um. Than what Uncharted yeah. one? I
1: preferred was. the gameplay, but the story was better in Uncharted.
0: Yeah, I just can't. Uh, you can't get me invested unless like both are like semi decent. Decent. Mm. Like I, I can deal with like a half ass story as long as the gameplay is decent.
1: Mm. Uncharted four, that game, the gameplay in that was I felt it was a lot better. But anyway, we don't have to digress into Uncharted talk. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Um so just talking on movies it was a Pokemon day a couple of days ago and they released the remake of the first Pokemon movie uh Mewtwo Strikes Back uh, ba- ba- back revolution I think it was called yeah, evolution uh, evolution yeah and going into it, I thought they might change it up a little bit m- more but it is literally like a frame for frame remake
0: just in 3D yeah but without the music as you as I've been told
1: yeah I was I was telling you before mm. it's sort of like the f- mm. for for just, I guess, it's just a bit of context for the both of us. Like, um, the first Pokemon movie is like as nostalgic as nostalgia comes for me. Oh, yeah, um, yeah.
0: It's the first movie I ever bought on, v- on VHS.
1: I, th- I think it was for me, too. And I've got, like, the main picture I've got of my um, grandfather is me next to him holding the Pokemon VCR. Yeah. Like, and uh, you know, getting the Mewtwo card. I was holding that up at the time. And yeah, just really loved that movie. I watched it a heap and heap. Yeah. Um, mm. I love the soundtrack from. It was actually the first soundtrack I bought too, like buying it on CD. It was my first CD, the first yeah. Pokemon movie. Yeah. So I listen to that music all the time. And obviously, if they put old '90s music back into it, that'd be weird. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess for what it is, it is just made for.
0: I mean, well, it was. Us. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just like, like if you went back and changed it all on the Digimon movie, I don't think you'd get the same reception either. Yeah, like if you went and redid the Digimon movie. Uh, which I guess I know in Japan is like six movies, but here it's, here it's one. Okay. Like, Mm. and there was tracks in there that was just like that, that sits back in childhood. It shared a lot of like music influence with Tony Hawk's pro skater. Yeah. So I have a lot of those, that, those tracks from that movie melded into my mind. But even just like when you said that, you know, the clones are fighting or whatever in the, um, U2 evolution, let's call it. I don't want to say the whole name. I can't be bothered. In Mewtwo Evolution, but they took out the track that's like, "Brother, <laughs> my brother, tell me what we
1: fight." Like, I feel like that's a huge part of the scene. Yeah, yeah, because basically they're fighting, and the bit where Ash turns to stone, like the big emotional moment, a lot of us remember for watching that movie. Like, they had like all, like everyone realized what happened, and all of the Pokemon start, you know, crying. Then the like the music kicks in in the original. And it's sort of like yeah. oh man like it makes you, your heart just like like fold over like oh yeah. it yeah. makes your gut wrench it's like just with that music yeah. but in in this one it's sort of just it's it has no music yeah. and then the music ki- kicks in pretty much when um, you've realized that he's you know coming back to life and all the tears are going into ash and you know all that all that corny stuff yeah. Um, but yeah it just didn't have the same impact yeah no. um, and, like, a lot of people on Twitter are saying, like, oh, you know, I didn't want to cry, but I cried again after watching this movie. And um, I think a lot of people are having that sort of um, that feeling towards it. But, yeah, it just sort of missed the mark just with the music cue for me. I know that's sort of like a weird thing to, like, point out, but that's...
0: It, it's not really because, like I said before, I associate a lot of those songs that come from those movies with my childhood. So, it's sort mm-hmm. of like... Yeah, I could not imagine it holding the same amount of emotional weight at all if it doesn't accompany it with the same sort of, you know, mm. musical, I guess, sound, sound design, music design.
1: Yeah, so whatever it be. I, think, I think it just sort of missed the mark on the soundtrack for me because it had like yeah. some of like the uh, main music pieces in that were sort of uh, music you might recognise from the anime or a, a lot of it was from, say, the anime, like the first season and stuff like that. But, yeah, it just didn't have the same sort of kick the original had for me. Yeah. But as far as the animation goes, like there, there were some points in there where I'm like, this looks really good, it looks really cool. And there were some points where like the animation was just a bit weird and it just sort of made me notice it and just a, and pulled me out
0: a little bit. I think that's the uh, strange thing with it for me is that there's a lot of expressions you can pull off in anime but you couldn't pull off in 3D. Mm. So I feel like it would probably just be pretty jarring to me.
1: Yeah, Look, it's, it's on Netflix, obviously. Go and watch it. It's, uh, it's available if you're uh, subscribed to that. and yeah. yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. But yeah, and after I, uh, straight after, I'm like, I'm in a Pokemon mood. It's Pokemon Day. So I watched The Power of Us, which is, I think it's the most recent Pokemon movie.
0: It is the re- most recent Pokemon movie. It is. Movie. I think
1: it was 2018 it came out. Or was it last year? I can't remember. It doesn't matter.
0: No, it was 2019, I think.
1: It was, was it? Yeah, pretty sure. Anyway. Um, so I watched that straight after and I actually enjoyed that more. Mm. Just like has a has a bunch of characters and it has Ash coming to like a brand new town that isn't in the games and it follows like uh, four new characters. There's like a really geeky professor who like who can't sort of talk in front of people. Then there's this uncle who's trying to impress his niece and his sister, but he's like not a full-grown Pokemon trainer. He, he pretends that he is to impress her, but he's actually not. Um, then there's this uh, girl who's a runner and she hasn't run for ages because she hurt her leg and she was, you know, she's scared to get back into it. And it's just so like, really interesting. All the characters are really good, and um, I just enjoyed seeing all the Pokemon interact and everything. Um, it's basically a Aura's movie. Aura was a Pokemon I'm not all that familiar with just because I missed Sun and Moon for the most part. When that got introduced, I was like, already stopped playing the game. So um, having a bit more context for that Pokemon was good too. So yeah, uh, personally, I enjoyed that one more, but which is which is uh, weird because it, uh, that defined all that nostalgia for me. But maybe just that animation was just enough to make me not recognize it in yeah. that nostalgia lens. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the Pokemon movies on Netflix, and if you're in the mood for like just like a real big Pokemon binge, uh, was it uh, Pokemon I Choose You, which is sort of like a, a retelling of the mm. first half of the first series. Um it doesn't have um Misty and Brock, but it does have new characters. Has new characters mm. uh and it
0: is more centric on the thing that was tried to was off of yeah. yeah, line up on episode one with Ho. So they make it more of a thing. Yeah, so he basically yeah. gets
1: the rainbow feather, then he's gotta go and find Ho. Which is really cool. I really enjoyed that movie. So Yeah, it's a yeah. good movie. I watched that one a fair while ago, so Yeah, it's Marshadows yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 Pretty, pretty decent movie. Yeah. You watched it? Yeah. 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 I watched it. I watched it with Evie. Mm. Yeah. So, Nintendo, the Nintendo Jukebox at the end of the episode is going to be sort of the remix Pokemon theme from uh, the new Pokemon movie. Because yep. I, I remember that theme, like that, that sort of opening being so iconic. I absolutely loved it. Obviously, listened to it on that CD I bought a million mm-hmm. times. And yeah. Do you remember um, Vacation, the song in the Pikachu short? Vacation's where yeah. I want to be.
3: Party
0: on the beach and the party is free. Now we're going to do, 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 We don't need a rain. It's time to celebrate. Bom-bon-a, I need a break. Bom-bon-a. I need a vacation.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I wish that made it swell way into this too. Because that was like one of my favorite songs. I remember like putting it on like my old CD player and dancing to it. I can't it's dance, like a, but it's probably like a bob or a jump, a kid jump. Yeah. Okay, she's where I want to be. Party on the beach and the party is free. <laughs> <laughs> so. Since you've been gone, Bryce, you been playing anything? What you been up to? Since I've been gone, I haven't really done.
0: <laughs> no, um, it's been it's been really busy. Uh, just I guess in the, the emotional standpoint with the the thing I talked about last week when I was briefly on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a big that's been a big deal. Uh, my spare time has been sort of just devoted to. Chilling out as much as I can because um, it's it's been a bit of a weight to carry. Yeah. So at the moment, uh, well, at the time I was uh, for the most time for the most part I was playing a lot of Monster Hunter World, a lot of Monster Hunter World. <laughs> I think I put in. Iceborn came out, and I think I put in 140 hours in the first week and a half. Jesus. In my spare time. Um, but that's because I was pretty much just going to work, coming home, shutting myself out, playing, because I was struggling to cope, I guess, as mm. as it happens. Uh, and it's a bit different to when you're a kid, because when you're a kid, you know, you don't have so many work commitments or anything like that or whatever it may be. You might have school, but, you know, if, if you're really feeling down, your parents aren't going to send you, they're going to make sure that you're okay mentally first and not going to school, breaking down and whatever. Um, but <clears throat> don't get to do that as an adult. You have to go to work and you have to earn money and you have to do whatever. And, you know, it was basically like, okay, I've had enough of people for today, time to sit down and do stuff all. Um, in in that same time, I guess Evie started kindy as well. So meant that basically all I had to do was look after Arthur, put him down for a nap, and then I could just play that. Um, I did pick up Darksiders Genesis, which I haven't started yet. Um, I intend to, but I haven't quite gotten around to it. Mm. So most of it has actually just been Monster Hunter World, (laughs) Iceborne, because I put 180 hours into the base game, and then I was like, ooh, more Monster Hunter World to play, and it's just a fun co-op game to play. And I'm still sort of regretful that it's not on the Switch, but I know it's never going to get there So.
1: Yeah, it's probably a little bit too much for it, unless they do a serious port.
0: You know? Oh, it's yeah, definitely, it's definitely too much for it. Yeah, there's no question about that. You aren't going to save it from that, and it's definitely too far gone. Mm, too uh, too
1: far gone. There's no saving it. There's no, no saving it. Well,
0: for them to dumb down the entire game would just be a real shame. Yeah. Um, you're better off just sort of playing it on what you've got. If they could figure out a way to bring it to the Switch and make it look absolutely phenomenal, then sure. But I mean, there's still a lot of people playing Monster Hunter Generations also, anyway. Yeah. So I guess they're happy with that. I think the only thing that really ticks me off about the old games is they feel a little bit more clunky than what World does. And the fact that it's not big open areas and you have to transition between them like they were segmented off. Like I, I hate that and it bugs me so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess... Yeah, Monster Hunter World gets my time, and hopefully that means... It became, in the time that I was playing Iceborne, it became Capcom's biggest selling game. Mm.
2: That's
0: huge. You think about, like, all of Capcom's games, Devil May Cry, Resident Evil, stuff like that, things that you would expect to sell way more because people know a lot more about them.
1: Yeah, because they're they're all iconic. They're all
0: iconic, and yeah, that's right. But, like, Monster Hunter did not do as well as it, in the west than it did japan but because of its reach in uh, in western culture it's pushed the series all the way up to the top again like mm. well for its first
1: time i guess all the way up to the top yeah they sort of smartly like looked at you know what um is working in the sort of games industry at the moment whether it's destiny and sort of these online always yeah. online games and they sort of pushed in that direction and made it a bit more simple to get into it and it's a very well managed game yeah I think that's, at the
0: end of the day, that's what got them in the spot that it is. Um, it's constantly updated. There's always events going. It's it's almost like a co-op uh, MMORPG because MMORPGs, they have events and shit all the time, whether it's for Christmas or Valentine's or whatever. But co <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Let's slay some animals. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, a lot of... Um, a lot of co-op games don't necessarily do that. Mm. I feel, at least not in sort of probably probably a couple of years ago. I feel like they're trying to make more of an effort to do it now. But I feel like Monster Hunter sort of refreshed itself enough. They keep up with Monster Hunter Festers and like offer bonuses for everyone and they're always introducing new quests and new monsters and stuff like that. And it's sort of just really sort of ramped up and become this Lovely little, I guess, gold mine for Capcom. Mm. Um, and I,
1: you know what? It's it's a good one. So good on him. Yeah, I'm actually meaning to get into it. I've got a I've got a copy downloaded. Yes, I just haven't had anywhere sort of to play it. But now my desk is going to be set up again, and uh, looking forward to getting into it and jumping into it with you. Um, Ash actually said uh, he's going to play with us. Cool, Ash. Um, you guys might. Remember him from the PAX episode that got cut short. If you can remember him from there, you've got a good memory because, yeah, that episode did get cut short, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, As far as stuff I've been playing, I've just been playing Pokemon. They've had the Pokemon Day events, sort of uh, Mewtwo and raids. I didn't get around to that. Um, Yeah, but but the main thing I was after was uh, a flame orb. So basically they introduced the starters into uh, the Kanto starters into raids. Um, So if you beat a Charmeleon, you got a flame orb. Um, and what a Flame Orb basically does is you put it onto a Pokemon and it um, it burns the user. And you might be thinking, like, why would you want that? But um, there's an ability my Mil- Milotic has that once it's burnt, its uh, defense doubles. And also if it's burnt, it won't be able to get put to sleep or paralyzed, which would be worse than burning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And th- to get a Flame Orb was like, really difficult. You had to uh, beat the Pokemon League and then it was like a random chance of getting an item from the ball guy. And it was really rare. And there's like people, there's a lot of people on my timeline on Twitter basically saying, like, God damn it, where's this flame orb? Like, they've been looking for it since launch and they couldn't find it. So it was a bit of a, a real blessing to sort of just, uh, better beat a Charmeleon, get a flame orb. Cool. Did you, get a, did you get a couple? Uh, no, I just got one. Because for some reason, like, I fi- I, f- I could find lots of a uh, War Turtle, um, I could find a lot of Ivasaur, but, um, yeah, Charmeleon was just hard to find. I, I only found two of them. One of them did... I did not get the drop. The other one, I got it. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so I think by the time you're listening to this or yeah. whatever, I think that the events for Pokemon Day are over. I think they finished... They on, were over yesterday. Were they? I thought they finished on the third, but okay.
0: They were over yesterday. Okay. Sucks because um I, I'd completely forgotten about it and because
1: I'd been mm. working so much over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and, and Mewtwo, Mewtwo was a, a beast to take down. Yeah. Um, if, if someone brought... If one person brought in the wrong thing, you guys, you weren't uh, beating it. No. Uh, there was Joe on Serebi, he pointed out that uh, Marshadow was the best Pokemon to bring in just because it's able it's able to hit it with a super effective attack and also steal its uh, stat gains. Yeah. So that came in handy. So I need, the only I didn't really have anything good against it, to be honest. I had my Chandelure, which had Shadow Ball, which was super effective against the Psychic typing. But and you could save yourself from um, Aura Sphere. Mm. Because ghost typing. Yeah. yeah. So I had that, but yeah, I didn't have anything really good, but it, it did the job yeah. when um other people could bring it in. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't been playing much. But I've been doing a lot of painting and stuff, <laughs> painting the walls. Yes, you have. Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, you have. I've seen the work. Yeah. Yeah. You can it's see Very it. good. You smell the paint fumes and the carpet fumes. Beautiful.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, uh, delicious. Now I'm feeling a bit dizzy. Yeah, are
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> so, Bryce, you ready for some news, mate? All right, mate. Ready for some news? Let's get in some. So, where's where's the warp pipe? Have I installed it in the new room? Can you see it there somewhere? Uh, I think it's in the corner. All right. Oh, well, you jump in it. Oh, well, all right. Let's all right, see, mate. Wee wee. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. Vika, vika! Is that all? all right.
1: I fight for my
3: friends. Woohoo! My body is still.
1: So, Bryce, there's been a lot of Nintendo news the last couple of weeks. Obviously, I missed last week because of the echo room. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Um, but the main thing that sort of happened was the Animal Crossing Nintendo Direct. Yes, it did. Um, I don't want to go too much into it, mainly because, you know, it did happen a couple of weeks ago now. And uh, you guys listening, if you're really interested in it, you will know everything about it. That's right. Yeah. So, but... I just want to—I want to bring up just a couple of things. So they went over Nook Miles, sort of the achievement system and how you can get to other places. Um, and they just like reiterated a lot of things. But what they showed, which was really, really cool, was the sort of the ability to uh, just put whatever you want onto the island. So basically, did you see this at all, by the way? Or uh, you got no idea what I'm on about? Uh,
0: if you mean like you could edit it as much as you wanted. Mm. so like you could for example if there was a river in your way you can create like a dirt bridge over there and it just becomes like a strip of land
1: yeah so they um showed that eventually throughout the game you can uh, get access to permits so you can put your own paths down you can then you can actually like hack into the ground itself you can put rivers wherever you want uh, do waterfalls all this type of thing and it's sort of like it brings Animal Crossing from like, all right, this is like a nice little chill life sim game into like something more like Minecraft yeah. even. Yeah. You can be like a lot more creative and everything with it. And it's going to – I think this is going to be something huge for the game. I know
0: – It's, it's so something f-
1: it needs it's, each it's time. Yeah. It's so funny with everything – every little improvement to Animal Crossing, like the people that love Animal Crossing and know Animal Crossing <laughs> – I'm so excited about this. Like I'll listen, I'm been listening to a Nintendo guru. He's talking like he loves it's his favorite. It's one of his favorite series. And he's like saying, "Oh, it's unreal. It's just it's 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 amazing." And it's just like just stuff like you can put stuff on the wall, then you can move three <laughs> objects at the same time. It's, it's so <laughs> it's so
0: basic, but it's yeah. such a big improvement for the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like that being the that being the biggest one just like your island, you're not stuck with the layout you don't particularly like. You can put people's houses where you want. You can put all of the shops and the museum and everything exactly where you want it. You put your house where you want it. You've got control over everything, um, which is really exciting. Like even in New Leaf, like you're the mayor, you could basically say like, I want the water fountain around here. And Isabel will come and say, yeah, right, here it is. Like, oh, it's a bit, I want a bit more to the left, but I guess that will do. Now you can just like nail it exactly where you want it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, yeah.
1: And it showed in the direct too that there's like a a sort of like people made like a sort of like a a city hub. So it looks like completely different to any sort of landscape we've seen in Animal Crossing because of like you can do like the paths and everything just exactly how you want it. You can have like a section of your uh, island basically being a city. Even the other half can be like farmland. You can just, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait for Animal Crossing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and there's a there's amiibo support which I don't. I've actually got two Animal Crossing amiibo. I got um, animal. I got the uh, what's it called? Animal Crossing um festival. Amiibo festival. Amiibo festival. Yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, actually I got that for nine dollars. It came with Isabel and the uh, uh, the dog. I don't know what its name is, but I got it home and I opened the case and it didn't have the disc in it. Yeah. And I actually don't care enough to go back. And get the disc. I mean, it's too late now. You've left it far too. Oh, it's late. way too late. But like, even the week off, I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I have got the case. I'll do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit down and play Amiibo Festival anytime soon. But
0: you gotta ring them and just said, look, I'll pick it up next time. In the in, I'm in the mound. I'm not coming back for a five dollar game. Mm. You know, you could. You could have done something. I could have. I mean, that did, you, you never know. They might come into shortage of. Amiibo Festival, and all of a sudden it becomes rare as shit, but you don't have the game for it anymore. And you know, could have, could have earned you a couple hundred bucks for your five dollar
1: spend. Yeah, no, it will be a damn shame if that happens, Bryce. But until then, I don't care. <laughs> uh, and they this was also sort of interesting. So, there's going to be free updates, and the updates are going to include sort of the holidays, whether it's Easter, Christmas, Halloween, etc. Um, and it, it like obviously in pr- previous games, they were already in there. But it seems like to me they're trying to stop people from just putting the clock forth to get all the items and whatever. They uh-huh. seem they seem to be very uh, on top of things just to stop people from getting things easy. Whether it's like the cloud save uh, ban <laughs> or like putting they, stuff into they updates. They did say they so. were going to
0: have their own thing though, didn't
1: they? They are, but it's going to be only if you lose your Switch. Yeah, so it's like,
0: like a one-time use. Thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. So okay, it's not exactly what people are after, but
0: yeah. But it's good enough. So it's like... It's
1: better than nothing. Yeah. Better than nothing. It's like, I'll, well... I will say that, yeah. You know,
0: if you've got your Switch and you've been playing Animal Crossing for the next four years and all of a sudden you're like,
1: oh, no! At least you have it backed up. It, what, um... Because you're not going to be playing it for the next 10, surely. I'm just curious of what's going to happen, say, when, say, the Switch Pro comes out. We're like, yes, I'd love to buy this a new unit. Thank you very much, Nintendo. You get it. So I want to play some Animal Crossing. Um... You know, how will it go moving your save over? Will they happily say you've got a new system? Yes, you can download your save or will they, say, will they just... Don't, not they have, don't they have like a whole transfer
0: thing? I, I don't know because yeah. I don't own two switches.
1: Well, so this, this is what's happening with Animal Crossing. There's, there's a transfer just wirelessly from switch to switch and then there's the cloud saves. Animal Crossing blocks both. So you can't up, upload, your cl- upload to the cloud and you cannot transfer. Because Pokemon, it blocks it from going to the cloud, but you can transfer from switch to switch whenever you want, however you want. But Animal Crossing will not allow that because um, basically the save data from every single user on that one switch shares the save data um, for your village or the the island on your Animal Crossing save, so they don't want you moving your save file. So how they've sort of counteracted that is saying, all right, you can't move it. And then people complained, rightfully so, so they said, okay, uh, if you lose your switch... There is a way you can get it back, but that's not coming at launch. That's coming later down the line. So mm. it, it is it is weird how they just sort of say um, these are <laughs> these are features that are just built into the switch are, are turned off for this one game. It's just
0: I mean I don't really give a shit enough to be like making an uproar personally, but I mean it really should just be transferable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of. I mean, really, like if if you're like, oh hey, I'm our switch is getting old, I'm upgrading to the pro and le- even if it is for the family. Mm. It's like, okay, so we just lose our Animal Crossing village altogether that we made progress on because you don't want people to
1: transfer that shit. Yeah, so they're gonna have to they're gonna have to fix that type of thing because um That's that's just yeah, yeah no, that's that's just silly. That's, that yeah, that is a. That it's is the, joke. If, if if you were look into the dictionary, Bryce, silly, and it will say Nintendo's decision to not allow uh, save transfers on Animal Crossing New Horizons. That's what it would say under silly. True. And It will also say Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> true. So yeah, Animal Crossing is looking good. I don't yeah didn't want to go into it too much. There's a lot of stuff you can go into, but you've probably seen the direct. So. I'm not going to go into it too much That's right. so this is a real quick story so this is uh say basically bayonetta 3 development is uh progressing smoothly so there was an interview with uh at uh, atashi and uh, uh the games director i'm not gonna i'm gonna butcher it i got it i, I read this article beforehand I'm, i might i nailed it now we're actually talking we're on live uh i'm gonna butcher it so <laughs> i'm gonna leave it but basically there's a bit of an interview um and at the end, they say that you know, Bayonetta's development is progressing smoothly. Actually, there's a lot of info hidden in the teaser trailer back in 2017. So I don't know if there was that much info in it. I don't remember the teaser trailer too well. Was, uh,
0: yeah. I, I mean, I remember what happened in it, but not not the mm. extra details.
1: Yeah. So when they say progressing smoothly, I don't know if that sounds like a 2020 game or not. Not really, does it?
0: No. No. No, not not just for them <laughs> no. to say it's progressing smoothly. Mm. I was I was
1: almost expecting a trailer by now. Yeah, so I don't think that game's coming anytime soon. If if anyone's out there, sort of like, all right, the uh, launch trailer is going to be launching soon. It's so, like, no, uh, don't think so. No. Maybe maybe E three just like a bit of a trailer, but yeah, not not this
0: year. E three is going to be an interesting year this year because we don't have a lot on the books apart from stuff that we know is not going to be very close. Mm. Um, that's why I think that that's why I'm so vehemently leaning on Breath of the Wild 2 coming at the end of the year, because I feel like it's the only thing that they've pretty much already conglomerate got sorted. Yeah, because of Breath of the Wild One having most of the assets for it already. Same same deal with you know Majora's Mask being Ocarina of Time's. So yeah, cool.
1: yeah. At, at this point, um, <laughs> I'm just saying that. Breath of the Wild 2 isn't coming this year, just 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 because. But I really do hope it's this year. I'm really I'm actually in the mood just for going back to Breath of the Wild and just dicking around and I'm doing c-
0: stuff. I'm pretty certain it is because like again we look at this we we've got Zen, we've got uh we've got Animal Crossing coming up soon and then we've also got Xenoblade Chronicles Remastered coming soon. Mm. But past that, what else have we got?
1: Well, nothing yet. That's the that's the thing we've got. Obviously, a mystery dungeon, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, coming this well, week. Well, that too. Yeah, but you know that's not a, that's not a huge game and no whatever Yeah. The,
0: our, our games our games for this year so far are one new game and two remakes.
1: Mm. All right, let's uh, since we're sort of talking about upcoming games and let's talk let's just have a quick conversation about Nintendo Directs because obviously, like you know, we usually expect one in February. So in January, sort of you know, Nintendo yeah. staff go back to work. They uh, get all the information together. They edit it up, and it's ready for February. And we sit down. We watch it. We get excited. Like, yay! Here's a here's Nintendo's marketing plan. Here's they how they're going to extract their money from my wallet. Mm-hmm. Very exciting times. That's exactly right. Yeah. And we were expecting that. And February's come and gone. We're on you know March we, March second now as as of recording. Yes. Yeah. And we're like, all right. Well, we're getting awfully close to Animal Crossing, and still no direct. So where is it? So yeah. you know sort of an educated guess I would say we're not getting a direct in March either just because of it's how close it is to Animal Crossing yep they're going to be wanting to get all the hype up for Animal Crossing and them saying hey there's a a new Mario and Breath of the Wild and (laughs) whatever they've got for the rest of the year that's going to be sort of a poor choice for that too so um, even after Animal Crossing they're going to want to be in full full swing just marketing that as well so I'm wondering if they're waiting until after Animal Crossing,
0: uh, Animal Crossing to do a direct. Yeah, they will be, I think. But um, well, I, I'm wondering if that was the plan to begin with. It probably wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Um. Maybe. Again, I don't think. I don't think because of what you usually we have like some sort of inkling of what's going to happen mm. like this year. And the only the only real clue for anything that we have is that. Breath of the Wild Two is probably not going to take that long,
1: yeah. So and that could be end of the year. And Xenoblade, which they said twenty twenty, yeah, yeah.
0: And I mean that that. But again, though, that's a remake. Yeah, true. Yeah, like it. it what what we're looking at this year is we're looking for first party th- deliveries that are brand new, and not reused properties. So we've got two two reused properties. We've got one title mm. that is not a reused property.
1: Yeah, it it makes me wonder because like last year to start off the year we had like new Super Mario Bros uh U Deluxe. Like it kicked off in January or February like straight away we got a first party title whether it you know, it was a port but it was something. And it is, it is interesting that we didn't I guess we got Tokyo Mirage Session didn't we in that slot this year too which is also Yeah. which
0: <laughs> also reused property. Yeah, which
1: I did forget about, but it it isn't it is something to be like you know, buy. <laughs> In, That's least, also yeah. an
0: Atlas delivery, though, for the most part.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, yeah. Whereas, um, yeah, obviously Mario's Nintendo. Yeah. All Nintendo, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting year, sort of just leading up to PS Five and Xbox Series X. Just um, and Nintendo saving like saving the bullet in their chambers, sort of like, all right, we've got to save this. The start of the year is very quiet. A lot of stuff got delayed. So they might look at it and say, we've got to, maybe let's hold this, see what's going on, suss out what Sony are doing with PS5. um, See what the holiday titles look like. We've got, they might have a rough idea for Breath of the Wild to, you know, be their holiday game and what's going to fill out the rest of the year.
0: Well, that's what I think the plan is. Mm. And that's why they announced it last year. Because, you know know how fucking successful breath of the wild was there's no there's no it,
1: its and or buts i was thinking about it today like um the significance of breath of the wild and we'll talk about it more late, later just um because it is the third uh, anniversary of nintendo switch yeah but breath of the wild is probably one of nintendo is uh if not their most important game they've ever released you reckon yeah, yeah. just from how how far it brought them back just remember our mindset of the Wii U and how far just it brought our uh, passion back for Nintendo. And a lot more people it actually created uh, that passion as well. Coming that's back true. from yeah. Nintendo 64 or GameCube or whatever it has, like a lot of people missed, like just even we a lot of people like, all right, that's a casual console. It's underpowered. It's not for me. Wii U just didn't even get a look in. Then Switch brought a lot of people back. And that was because of Breath of the Wild and it's just huge just absolutely uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Just yeah. Know, 10 out of 10s everywhere. It was, you couldn't, you could not ignore it in March. No. In 2017. No. So. Yeah. You had to pick it up
0: with the switch. There so. mm. yeah, no, so, yeah. was, Yeah. No doubt about it. It's,
1: it's going to be an exciting year, man. It's going to be just how Nintendo sort of uh, competes with the other consoles. I know they say they don't have to, and really they don't. They No, they but, don't. They don't have
0: to. They mm. are like inherently vastly different. To their competitors, but uh, I think they still need to put an offering out there that makes people go, Yay! <laughs> <"Hey."> <laughs> yeah, like they still got to get their money at, at that time of year. You know, they're going to go off, new consoles are going to go off, it's going to be a huge thing. But where's the Nintendo money going if those <laughs> new consoles
1: are coming out? Yeah, yeah, because I, you know, if I'm buying a next generation console, I probably don't have a shitload of money to spend on every single. Little Nintendo game that comes out.
0: It is. It is getting to the point where mm-hmm. I'm considering going down to EB Games in a couple of weeks' time and putting down on an Xbox and paying it off over the year, just so when it comes to that time of year, which is always arguably a really shit busy time of year, yeah. Um, that I can get, I can grab a console. I already have it paid off by the time I get there. But then you know, if Breath Breath of the Wild Two is out a week after the, that console comes out, then I'm not going to be broke mm. to go and. You know, pick that up. I'm I'm ready to pre-plan this year. Obviously, it's a huge deal. It's been, you know, seven... How many, how many years has it been shit since the last... came out? 2013, so yeah. Yeah, so seven years. Mm-hmm. So it's been seven years since we've last had to think about, ah, well, new consoles are coming out. And I mean, even back then, last last time I didn't do it correctly. I think it took me about six months to break into the new
1: generation. Hmm. Um, when I wanted to be there day one, but yeah. it didn't happen. Well, I had to, um, I I didn't want to get a PS4 straight away just because I'm, you know, there wasn't a launch game that really interested me. But I, I uh, sort of, uh, I got in line for, not, not a physical line, but I put down like a sort of pre-order at Target for the next shipment that comes in because I was like, all right, Infamous is coming out soon and like sort of some of these more games coming out sort of a bit later. So that's when I sort of jumped into PS4 as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, going to be exciting year. Thanks, Bayonetta three for getting us on that little tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so this is number one, Bryce, and it comes from My Nintendo News, and it's titled Fire Emblem developer Intelligence Systems has been silently growing, and uh, it's uh, so. This is from Silicon Era as well. This data. So Silicon Era is reporting that Fire Emblem developer Intelligence Systems has silently been growing since the release of Fire Emblem Awakening on Nintendo three DS system. Uh, The established company now has 169 employees. Before the release of Fire Emblem Awakening, the company only had 130 uh, 130 employees. Here's how the company's role breakdown looks like in 2020. So there's 68 graphic designers, there's 63 programmers, there's 14 uh, planners uh, slash designers, there's 10 sound creators, there's four hardware engineers, and there's 10 uh, general affairs, accounting, and salespeople. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's actually like a relatively small development um, studio, really. Intelligent Systems. Uh,
0: mm. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't do a hell of a lot
1: more mm. than Fire Emblem. Yeah, and it also has here that, like, it has here on a graph. Um, basically, it doesn't have a percentage, but just has it on the graph. I'll guess that about 75% of their studio is men, then 25 is female. And it shows over the last um, ten years that the amount of uh, women working there has grown. So, I guess that's a good thing. But it looks oh, yeah. like it's uh, mainly dominated by men. But I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Depends on the environment there and everything they create. But yeah, yeah. just a little interesting little tidbit. I thought I would bring up. Yeah. Um, another thing, Bryce, is that uh, GDC twenty twenty has been postponed to later in the summer. So Nintendo they had uh, planned basically a an animal crossing new horizons um uh, sort of uh speech i guess with the developers about the development behind the game and everything and uh i don't know if you've been keeping up the news but a lot of uh, companies have been uh getting out of uh, gdc just for the the fears of the, the coronavirus yeah. yeah yeah so for those people that don't know what game developer conference is it's basically Um, the time of year when a lot of people would come to San Francisco to sort of, you know, catch up and sort of just mingle within the game developers sort of a circle. And it's sort of, it's kind of like what E3 used to be about, sort of just like meeting people and all of that. But Mm -hmm. now it's just sort of done and um, it's not really for like commercial um, advertising or anything like a lot of these other uh, things are for, such as PAX and E3 and all that. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it, it was sort of a, Listening to all the news sort of crumble, it sort of started off with PlayStation saying they're not going because I don't want to expose their staff. And it just, EA joined them and company after company just said, all right, we're not going. And they they said they'll do their own thing online. Um, So, yeah, Um, Nintendo never actually said that they weren't going to go, but now they aren't going, at least until later in summer, which is American summer, obviously, because it's in America. (laughs) So yeah, what do you what do you what do you think about that, Bryce? Was it all, all the fears of the coronavirus and everything, how it's sort of affecting the travels of uh, people working in the games industry, and I guess more importantly, just the the world in general.
0: <laughs> well, the thing the thing is is I think can't can't remember who said it, but they they think that it'll probably take about another sixty days for them to sort out something that can mm. at least combat it. Um, i mean it's it's a scary thing uh a lot of people seem to be dating it it always happens when you when you're in a century in the twenty in the twentieth year so in twenty twenty yeah always happens every twentieth year of the century that we have like some sort of major plague that uh you know keels off some of humanity but like because uh of modern science and everything, <laughs> you know, this one probably isn't going to do as much damage. Um, Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, you'd want to hope so, but like, it, it's just, it's funny how like it's sort of all lined up, but just that neatly and perfectly over the last couple of centuries that we've always sort of had one around this time. I also feel like it could just be me, but I don't feel like this one has been half as devastating. I mean, I know they're quarantining and quarantining uh, a hell of a lot of people and, you know stuff like that but i don't actually think it's
1: not it's not passing as like quickly as say like the black plague or something was yeah i mean at, at least from my perspective they seem to be um, they're keeping it under control keeping it under control like a lot of obviously in china there's been thousands of deaths because of it but at least in uh, you know america or in australia it seems to be sort of uh, controlled i cuz i remember in adelaide they said oh in you most know countries it is yeah in adelaide there was uh, someone had it and they uh, didn't tell anyone and they like went around the city for a day. And that was like the weekend I was going up. I'm like, Oh no, I don't want to be the person bringing back coronavirus coronavirus to our small town. town. (laughs) I don't want to be the paper for that. Did they know they had (laughs) coronavirus? Uh, I I don't, I obviously don't know. I, I just, this is what I read in the newspaper and heard from other so that, people. I was going to say but,
0: biological terrorism right there.
1: Jesus. Yeah, but they went to like a shopping mall, they went to a house inspection. They were like you know that they did the they did the rounds apparently before they went into quarantine. So, yeah. Anyway, like mm, I I do appreciate like um sort of companies like PlayStation and EA and that for saying like, you know, we'll bounce out. We've got to look after our people. So I respect that. Yeah, es- for sure. Especially if the people or the staff members didn't want to go because yeah. of, of that, it's a bit of a shame if they said, "Oh, don't worry about it." But
0: <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. You're not getting coronavirus, but like yeah. it, in reality, like it's it's made its way over here too. Mm. And I mean, it's only I think what was it? I, I don't know how many cases there are in Melbourne now, but I remember the week of there was about six. Mm. Yeah, so, so. I'm not sure if it's grown any more past that, but yes. It's yeah. uh, very important uh, that if you feel like there is something wrong, that you go and see a doctor immediately in these trying times. Don't yeah. don't delay it because you don't know what you've got. Um, they recommend most people at the moment, if you've got a cold, go immediately to the doctor and get it checked out. It yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter if it just seems like the common cold. Yep. Yeah,
1: Because at the end of the day, it's a virus and it has killed a bunch of people. And most importantly, Bryce, I think uh, the poor beer company, Corona, (laughs) the the sales that they're looking at, apparently it's it's significantly gone down. I remember when the news first came out, I'm like, I wonder how this is going to affect Corona. Everyone's like, yeah, fair enough to it. That's a dumb thing to say, but apparently it actually has. Yeah, it has, yeah. <laughs> but, I've had to tell people. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, if I if I enjoyed corona, which I don't anymore because it tastes like piss. Um. <laughs> because the first thing that but, goes through yeah, people's so, heads is like,
0: coronavirus, you can get coronavirus <laughs> from, the, from the corona. That's why in, then in their head they try to link that up. They're like, oh, so... Maybe the reason they called it the coronavirus is because it formed in the Corona factory and somebody got mm. it from drinking a beer. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not how it happens. Co- Co- but yes, it does. It yeah. does. When something like that, it affects people. Yeah.
1: Corona is Mexican for yes. crown. Yes, that's right. It's not the shortened abbreviation of whatever the virus is. What's it called again? Co- What's coronavirus's full name? Oh, yeah, sorry. I I Why, would <laughs> Why would you ask me that question? put that question. Why would you yeah, ask yeah. me that question? The coronavirus, and or
0: and or virus. There you go. There you go. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: What the what the house am I here? We, uh, we we stay in this house. We're quarantined here. You don't have to. <laughs> you come here. You, you, won't no, you, you won't catch it in your earbuds. You won't catch it in your earbuds. So moving on for, from that delicious talk, Bryce. Yummy, lemon-filled Corona talk. Mm. Um, This might actually make you happy. So Sora is currently the most wanted Super Smash Bros. Ultimate fighter in a recent poll. So a Japanese poll which received over 3,000 responses from... uh, Sorry, I'll start again. What am I doing? A Japanese poll which has received over 3,000 responses has Sora from the Kingdom Hearts series as the most wanted character from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on Nintendo Switch. That was a sentence. Uh, The poll (laughs) was conducted by Inside Games and received uh, 86.6 male uh, respondents and 8.3 male respondents. Here's the top 15 characters. All right, I'm not going to receive. I'm not going to do all the characters. Maybe I will. I don't know. So number one, was Sora. Number two was Dante from Devil May Cry. Uh, Number three was The Hunter from Monster Hunter. Number four was Rex from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, number five was 2B from Nier Automata. Uh, number six was Crash Bandicoot from Crash Bandicoot. Um, what the hell? Number number seven was Waddle D. <laughs> it was a Waddle D from the Kirby series. Why would you want to play as Waddle D?
0: The you have no idea. Bandana D has such a fucking following for Smash. Does it? Yes. Like the like the Bandana Waddle D that's been like Kirby's
1: companion in the recent games. I guess it would be actually fun with like, the fighting moves and that does. Um, so I, I, I,
0: I, it won't happen, mm. mind you, but yeah, anyway.
1: Uh, number eight, eight was Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. Of course. Uh, number nine was um, Aruru from Piro series. <laughs> and number 10 was Steve from Minecraft. Your favourite, Bryce. Get Steve into Minecraft. Get him slapping some foes. Get or... Steve into Minecraft. He can stay there, yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number eleven was Saber from the Fate series. Uh, anime. Yeah. Number number twelve was Kirito from Sword Art Online. Anime. <laughs> uh, number thirteen was what does this even say? Don't know. Don't care. It's, it's another anime. Don't know what it is. Uh, number fourteen was Goku. Anime. From Dragon Ball. And number fifteen was Gino from Super Mario RPG. So literally four of those answers are invalid because they never get put in. Yeah, no way. But I, I think like the top, uh, the top five are definitely doable. Sora, uh, Sora, Dante, a hunter from Monster Hunter, Rex, and two B. Um, I think that I think there was actually an article a while ago that said that like, I think Nintendo actually asked Square Enix about Sora and they said no, essentially.
0: But, because it's not their property to manage. Mm.
1: It's actually um, Disney
0: Interactive's. You're right. Um, so Square Enix handle the games and they do the games and stuff like that. Uh, and it has always been traditionally a Disney cross Final Fantasy thing. But uh, if Disney doesn't want to do a thing, they won't do a thing. No. And it is Disney's property. So uh, sorry, boys and girls. And it- yourself. No, I don't really care. No, oh, you don't? Okay. No, because no, of Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts 3 has I won't completely see- ruined the entire series for me. No, oh, that's a shame. And the DLC made me even sadder because... And I've only read it. I've only, I've only read and seen the cutscenes and was, what, what's to be yeah. expected. And that also makes me disappointed because it's 50 fucking dollars. Oh, shit. Is it? It was 50 fucking dollars. Like, okay. Put this in perspective. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Yep. Hang on. Right, listen. <laughs> listen. Very, listen. Very quick. It's $50. It is basically a remix of bosses with some new characters to play. Hmm. Fine, but fifty bucks for that for DLC? That's, yeah, it's a stretch. That's that's a fucking big stretch. I paid fifty dollars for Iceborne, mm. and Iceborne has lasted me two hundred and twenty hours.
1: Oh, you can keep replaying the DLC. You can get two hundred twenty hours five, out of it's,
0: it. it. It's a five. I think it's only like a five-hour DLC. That's ridiculous. Oh, you played it a few times, then you'd be really good at it by the time you play it for the. You don't have to be good time. at it because Kingdom Hearts very dumbed down its gameplay so hard. You don't need to be good at it. Uh. But my point is, is that <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't really carry the way he has. He has like huge cultural influence um, in the video game sphere uh, and everything, but he's pretty much a no uh, because Disney Interactive will not let him go, even though it's it's dumb. Really, should be like, oh hey, guess what? he's there and then it's like <laughs> oh my god and then it goes more sales like it's it's only money it's only mm. money it's, it's free money free money they don't want so but mm. they've already said no from what
1: i understand so yeah it is strange because like you know kingdom hearts has a a little bit of a heritage on nintendo platforms and it literally does yeah i'll be surprised if you know 1 2 and maybe probably not 3 but like say a collection or something comes to switch i'll be surprised if it never happens uh the story so far i reckon it probably happened so the story
0: so far was everything but three
1: uh the story so far had three in it but not the dlc not the... didn't no okay
0: story so far came out before three
1: okay so what i read was wrong okay too easy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm not gonna fight you i know nothing about kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> i do i own them I know and you. then i, I know. sold them that's how really you got rid of the old ones too yeah oh no i got rid of all of them Ah. Oh. Three may be that depressed. Oh, see, ladies and gentlemen, see, we've got Bryce back on the show. He's throwing the salt around.
0: This happened ages ago. He's throwing the salt around. I love it. I've I, told.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. No, yeah. I didn't realise you like even sold the old ones. Though. No, I got rid of every
0: single one because three made me that angry. Okay, so
1: you ripped off all the Sora posters off ten, your bedroom. You,
0: ten years of fucking waiting for that trash.
1: You took the Sora plushie off your daughter, you burnt it in front of you, like you don't like this anymore. Yes, yes, all my that's all, what all,
0: all the Kingdom Hearts merch that I apparently owned. <laughs> But no, yeah, no, it, it's gone. Three, three was ten years of a waste. It was more of a waste than Final Fantasy Fifteen. Final Fantasy Fifteen, a lot of people were like, "It's trash." I think like ninety percent of the po- the populace think that Final Fantasy Fifteen was garbage, and I thought it was alright actually. I thought it was really good, but then you know, Kingdom Hearts then come out for the same amount of time, and people are trying to. <laughs> be excusive about it like Mm. oh it's because he wrote himself into a corner and he didn't know what to do i'm like yeah he wrote himself into a corner namura fucking wrote himself into a corner uh look at how many kingdom hearts games there are did he write write himself into a corner for those ones (laughs) really that's not quite how many kingdom hearts games 14 14 i just jesus (laughs) christ (laughs) some bullshit like that and you need to you need to play all of them to get the full picture and then he made the ending a really shit payoff. So I don't care about Sora. Sora can get
1: screwed. Alright, all right. So let, let, let's let's move on. We've hit we've hit I didn't realize you hit a nerve. I did not realise this would bring up such a sore point for you. Yeah, because um I don't care. hate it. Okay, alright. Um, so we're, this, we're going to be moving into some Pokemon news. So a fair bit of Pokemon news happened because of Pokemon Day and the Oceanic Championship that happened in Australia about two weeks ago. Um, but this one is just a little one, and it's a bit of a strange one. So basically the Pokemon company is teaming up with an artist named Daniel Arsham, and he's basically a sculpt, a or whatever you call it, a sculpture man. Um, Sculpturist. That makes sort of uh, sculptures that look like they've been rediscovered thousands of years after. Mm -hmm. So he's doing sculptures of, say, Pikachu, Eevee and and all that, but it looks like they're thousands of years old. It's it's actually really neat. Obviously, we've got no way of showing you on the podcast, um, but we can play a bit of a clip from sort of the introductory thing. I don't know exactly what we've got here, but this is from just like the announcement video. And I don't think these are sort of things you can buy or anything.
4: Pokemon in general was this this kind of fantasy universe that was just outside of kind of normal uh, life. Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) When I was a child, I didn't really know that Pokemon was from a different country. It just felt like it was part of our culture or, or our um, universe. I feel like that's pretty um, obvious but it's totally Japanese. But <laughs> Maybe, Japanese but as a kid, you don't uh, really think universe. of No, no, you don't. No. Um, and I think that sort of speaks to its kind of global appeal and its global uh, nature. So a lot of my work really involves kind of integration of things from everyday life or popular culture. So it's natural to bring in um, Pokemon into my kind of universe, right? And a lot of my work is about imagining a future in a thousand or ten thousand years um, that contains the remnants of this kind of era, this culture. Um, And so when we think about these kind of significant icons, right, of an era, Pokémon fits into this moment in time. And so what I've done is uh, I've I've been granted access from Pokémon to all of the um, character designs brought them into the studio and then we've re-sculpted all of them in clay um, to achieve a different level of physical detail and then i'm blowing these works up um, into a larger scale in bronze
1: all right so that'll do it for that but that's basically i guess what he's aiming for with the sort of sculpture and everything it's just a a cool little idea it's not like it's not like a sort of collaboration that the Pokémon company's done before where it's like here's some phone skins and here's some things you can buy. This is just like mm. a cool little thing that just sort of blends Pokémon with uh, like a real full-blown artist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pretty cool pretty cool stuff. You can if you want to actually watch the video and see the sculptures in um, in a visual form, you can just search uh, Dan, uh Daniel uh, Arsham X ex- Pokémon first art collaboration project. So, yeah, so there's that. So Pokemon has been around for many years, Bryce. Yes, it has. 25 years or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last few months we've had the opportunity to vote for our favorite Pokemon out of all eight generations. And uh, we've got the results on Pokemon Day. We've got the results. And uh, I'm going to go through them. Don't spoil for people that haven't heard them or anything like that what they are, but were you surprised when you saw some of the picks in here, or were they all pretty like, oh yeah, fair enough, that is um, uh,
0: what I expected. Not so much the picks themselves, but maybe the positions of them on the list.
2: Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. So and I think
0: you, I think you agree with
1: that pretty pretty well. I do agree with that pretty well. So the top ten Pokemon, as voted by the fan community, was uh, so at number ten was Gengar, the shadow Pokemon. Number nine was Gardevoir the I don't know, Pokemon. The humanoid Pokemon is that what its title is? Um, I'm not reading these from anywhere. I'm just sort of trying to remember them. But uh, so number eight was Rayquaza, number seven was Garchomp, number six was Sylveon. number five was Umbreon, and this is the kicker, Bryce. Number four was Charizard. Yeah. You think with all the all the Charizard love from Game Freak and the Pokemon Company that people would like it a bit bit more, but
0: no, they don't. Ju- it only just beat Umbreon. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's actually surprising Umbreon got in there, the top 10. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like, you know, you got Sylveon and Umbreon in there.
1: I love like, Umbreon, but, man, top I, 10. I
0: expected Sylveon to be in there in some sort of regards because its design is so drastically different.
1: Mm, I like, really like Sylveon too. Yeah, yeah so do I. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have a blue one. Uh, number three was Mimikyu. And I only just, I, I've only just thought about this now, but, you know, Pikachu is not in this list. No, it's not. But the Pokemon mimicking Pikachu is it's number three. Yeah. Now... Mimikyu is doing a better job as the better job than the original Pokemon.
0: Well, you know what, Mm. Uh, Mimikyu, Mimikyu can uh, be happy now because he's he's reached that status that he coveted so much.
1: Yeah, because as we as we all know, unless you don't know, uh, Mimikyu was disguising itself as Pikachu because everyone loves Pikachu. Yeah, so I can get some love, and it's worked. It's actually worked. Yeah, it has. Like legit. (laughs) The <laughs> so number 2 was Lucario and number 1 was Greninja. So, that's cool. Greninja we all know it from Super Smash Bros and Pokémon X and Y obviously as the starter Pokémon. If yeah. you pick Froakie and yeah, um Greninja Froakie. Is also it was always just such a standout in a generation 6. Like one of the best designs in that game and a massive standout as far as the starters of that region go. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's sort of um, the other two are like oh, they're pretty they're pretty bad, in my opinion. You might feel differently, but I'm like, but Greninja's like that is a top tier Pokemon. And it's cool to see, um, you know, Charizard or Pikachu or one of those Pokemon not get the first position. Or like a newer Pokemon getting it. it's pretty
0: really yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah. So there's that, and also a new mythical Pokemon was announced. So Zarud is the new mythical Pokemon. And,
0: uh, and he looks like yeah. Mojo Jojo, and, and yeah. we've found from a chart, that the starters also kind of look like the Powerpuff Girls, and it's a little disturbing.
1: Wait, what? Yeah, oh because
0: Sco- Score Bunny has the ears, which looks like Blossom's ribbon.
1: Obviously, um, Grookey, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I then, can say Grookey. Uh,
0: yeah, because the ear thing. Um, mm. Score Bunny has the ears, which looks like look like Blossom's uh, I, ribbon. Yeah, and oh, no. Sovel <laughs> has something particular on on him that looks like bubbles apart from the obvious fact of a name, but there is like, yeah. and then you've got this fucking thing that looks like Mojo Jojo <laughs> and it looks like the Powerpuff Girls. The Powerpuff region. Like, you- <laughs> when I saw that thing, I'm like, that's Mojo Jojo. That motherfucker is Mojo Jojo. I did not think of anything else other than Mojo Jojo when I looked at it. I was like, what? Right.
1: So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to read the description, but first up, I'm going to get the Powerpuff theme, <laughs> Powerpuff <laughs> Girls theme going. <laughs> Ding, 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 All right, so it's loading on YouTube. Oh, beautiful. That's wonderful. That's exactly what you want. All right, bros. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's this? Uh, so... Th- this article is from Pokemon Day. So today is Pokemon Day 2020, and the Pokemon series has re- revealed who the new mythical Pokemon coming to Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield is. It is Zarude. It is a Grass and Dark type, and described as a rogue monkey. Because sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why I'm reading exactly what it is. But uh, where is the Pokedex description? I had it here. <laughs> Mojo Jojo. Um, so the Pokedex description is this miss- mythical Pokemon lives in a deep uh, packed deep uh, in the dense forest of Gala. it treats anyone that isn't a part of the pack with immediate hostility when fighting Zerud swings around from tree branches attacking <laughs> relentlessly with its sharp claws uh, what are you doing there <laughs> it is quick turning it down it's quick wit helps uh, it excel in battles. The is only available in Pokemon Sword and Shield and cannot be encountered in regular gameplay. So, yeah, you're going to be getting it for free. Yay. Right. Um, like we said in the past, we usually we want to go back to the days where we get a ticket, go to a new place, discover a new island, discover a new Pokemon. But seems like we're just going to be getting it for free. Cool. It does. But, yeah. What do you think about the Pokemon itself? Can you hear that? Is that a burnout sign? It's a bird outside. Okay, that's all
0: right. Um I don't think much of it. I really don't care, to be honest with you. Mm. I don't it's got a lot a lot of people are like, Oh, what you know, they're like, oh, it's pretty shit typing and like I look at it and I'm like grass dark. What else is grass dark? Is there anything that's Shift grass Tree? Dark?
1: Yeah. I think Shift Tree uh, Shift Tree do
0: any good ever?
1: Uh there was a point when it had uh chlorophyll and it was okay, but no, it's it's yeah, it's not good at the moment. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. I think it's just as a typing, it's not very good. Yeah. It's not the best typing, and it doesn't have the best ability either. It has Leaf Guard, which yeah. I think it's in Sun. It can't be. Can't get us. Um. Can't uh, have a status condition. So that's like it. Would, it would have to have
0: like zero defenses, and then have like insane attack, like two hundred, and then a speed stat of like one forty five, for it to be like anybody to really give too much of a shit.
2: about
1: Yeah. See, like, I'm excited about it just for a fact. It's like a new Pokemon is coming to the game. I'm like, cool, that's that's fun. It's a new, th- new Pokemon to sort of experiment with. But at the same time, like, at, looking at the design doesn't get me too excited. No. Yeah. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. And, like, it's a mythical Pokemon, but it looks, looks so angry, Bryce. I want, it to, I, want, I want a nice little Celebi or Durachi or Shaman or Mew, you know. I, to me. I really need to get around
0: to that Celebi. You need to get around to that Celebi. I really need to get around to that Celebi. Yeah.
1: Mm. all right so uh just moving into some more pokemon news so the pokemon oceanic championship uh happened a couple of weeks ago and i was going to make my way down but i'm like i've got too much painting in that to do. yeah too much shit to do i've got yeah. too much stuff to do um i really wanted to go man i wanted to go and i really wish i did but didn't get around to it unfortunately i had a lot of i had a couple of things planned to sort of uh, do interviews and stuff but uh didn't didn't happen in the end, unfortunately. No, it's understandable. Um, so the VGC, so the video, the video game competition in the masters division. So this would be, I don't know the exact age groups of what you have to be to be in masters, but this is what we would be being, we would be in if we played. So uh, taking out the, the first position was Marco Silva, um, and s- seeing these uh, these matches at the end were really exciting. But the one I want to comment on is the juniors one. Everybody wants to comment. I want to comment goes. on the Juniors one. This was the most exciting. And this was like the the biggest play where everyone's just like, where I went, whoa. Because um, basically, so Simone Lim uh, won the uh, Juniors division. And she, she is like a tiny little girl. She'll be like- She's pop- seven years old. She's seven years old. And just, she's so adorable. I'm like, oh my, like when she came onto the stage to like start playing the match, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> And looking at looking at the prize pool here, so for first place is five thousand dollars, and it's um, five hundred um, championship points towards the uh, like the, the, the finals in uh, I think it's London this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's not not a bad uh, little prize pool for a seventy year old to win. Yeah. Um, but basically, at at the end of her match, she had um, was it just it was just her Tyranitar left, and she mm-hmm. she had uh, she had two opponents still on the field, and she. Predicted one of the uh, Pokemon's Protect and went for the other Pokemon, knocked them out, and the the Pokemon left it just had nothing on her Tyranitar, and she just and her she Tyranitar it.
0: outspeed it. Yeah. Uh, outsped the Rhyperia. Yeah. So the the guy on one side had a Rhyperia and something else. I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, I can't either now. It was some kind of
1: uh, I believe powerhouse though. There's no point trying to think about it. You're not gonna get it. But yeah. it was something it
0: was something like it was a ghost type or something, so like a chandelier or something like that. That's something that can ty- tyrannic Tyranitar can deal with really really mm. quite easily. But so is Rhyperia. Rhyperia could be taken out easily by like, you know, anything ground that Tyranitar. Yeah. Throws at it. And uh, she, I, I guess, I guess the mindset was that ah, uh, she's going to go for that and take that out first because it's a guaranteed KO no matter what way you look at it. But if I protect and then dance around it, it'll be fine. And obviously it didn't happen that way. She predicted the protect mm. and uh, took out the other Pokemon and that left a uh, Rhyperia right open with, uh, because Rhyperia is much lower, sp- well, a decent amount of lower speed, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try and. Um find the interview because it it really was funny to watch. Mm. Um, but before we do that, just, uh, what are some of the other winners? Um, so in the senior division, Jack Gilbert won that as well. Mm-hmm. And like all the batters were fantastic. I was watching. It. I just had like my headphones in, and I was li- I was listening to a lot of it just while doing painting and that, and it kept me entertained for most of the weekend. Yeah, um, just doing that. So, so Bryce, if you want to just vent for a little bit more, and we'll I'll try and find this interview. Oh jeez, all right, is that what, I, what I've become?
0: Yeah, become a vent. Yeah. All right. Well, last Tuesday I had a tuna sandwich. It didn't really taste too nice because. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a little bit old, you know. It was getting close to that expiration date, and uh, it, basically, it was uh, you know put together with a bit of cheese and some tomato. And... Okay,
1: Bros, we, we got it here, mate. <laughs> so the so what what was it here? Oh, so it was a it was a glacion. Oh, yeah, a Pokemon you. we couldn't think about. She's just Thank there and like a, a friend yeah. runs up to her and just gives her a hug. It's really, really sweet to watch. Congratulations yeah. to both of these trainers. It's the match it that made, made me just smile the <laughs> as it
5: won. ...sets we've ever seen in Junior's history. First of all, Simone, congratulations. How do you feel? Uh, happy. <laughs> oh, happy indeed. You played so well. You didn't give in to the pressure. Were you nervous after the first and, or after you lost that second round? I...
3: I was nervous after I, I lost the second round.
5: But you played so well in that final game, <laughs> you made the prediction to go for the crunch onto Dusclops. How did you know that was the right play to that make? It was
1: Dusklobs. Yeah.
5: Because I know that he's going to protect the Riperio. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. You, predicted, you protected the Rhyperior and you got the knockout. I... Uh, you know, you played so well. I, I think you were a fan favorite. Everyone was just so happy to see you perform well. So, you know, uh, what, uh, do you have any thank yous to say to the people uh, that were supporting bit. you?
3: Well, uh, my friends and my family and my coach.
5: I'm sure they're all very, very proud of you. <laughs> uh, truly a tremendous performance and you have so many fans out there supporting you, so Simone, congratulations once again on an amazing victory. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you heard it from the champion herself. Thank you. Guys. That's the
1: bit that gets me the most. Like, anything else you'd like to say? No. no.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so she was. Yeah, Tyranitar versus uh, Rhyperia and Dusclops. Dusclops would have been EVIL like Dusk Lops, and mm. Rhyperia would have been. They would have been trying to slowly knock it out because they were both tanks mm. so yeah and it just turned out that her prediction won it for her in the end anyway
2: yeah
1: so yeah really uh, really hard one to see and sort of um, from the event just watching all the matches like you're seeing these like seeing like a, a little girl then like you know fully grown men women you're just seeing like so many people coming from all over the world like one of the winners was from Argentina and um, obviously Australians and US you got so many people and it's just it's amazing seeing how many people come together for the love of Pokemon. Yeah, and it's it's a it's there's not many series in video games that can draw in that many different people. No. I think it's really special and it's really shows uh, just uh, how special Pokemon is. Yeah, and it yeah, sort of sure. it reminds me of that because you know it's just like you and me talking about Pokemon. So it's just like you know whatever, but like we it's something you can share with your daughter. It's something I can share with someone else. I was gonna say Chantel. She won't wanna play Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, and sort of like uh, throughout the event, um, they had it like a lot of the uh, sort of main Pokemon that were being used was, say, Arcanine. Arcanine was being used as a support set with a O Wisp for um, doing damage, and obviously its ability um, Intimidate for lowering attack. And uh, there's been there was a lot using Snarl as well, so getting those um, stat changes there. Mm. And Um, Durant. Durant was uh, really, really, really heavily used and this was a Pokemon I haven't really seen being used that much. Mm. But basically people made uh, use of its ability Hustle which um, ups ups its attack but lowers its accuracy. But once it's uh, um, Dynamaxed um, it's still got its upped attack but its um, um, lowered lowered, uh, accuracy is um, nulled. So it's just got really good attack and a lot of people were trying to set that up to be a sweep, uh, but the matches I watched, they actually it actually worked really poorly for them because they just the Durant got knocked out straight away, and they're just left with nothing. So it looks like it's it was quite it's kind a, of a
0: surprise that people mm. didn't try to abuse that with Flapple because Flapple has
1: hustle. Mm. Yeah. But I guess Durant must just work better for it.
0: Uh, maybe. Yeah, I haven't actually seen much uh much talk about flapper i have another usage yeah. yeah
1: yeah and obviously dracovish if you play the games you know what dracovish is oh, up to with it's with <laughs> it's, it's a dangerous uh, pokemon
0: i'm not sure it should have ed- ever existed it already looks like it should have never
1: existed so and, <laughs> yeah. then, and then you give it fishious rend mm. yeah fishious rend um but basically i think uh Sort of in this competition, it wasn't used a whole lot just because people are figuring out how to counter it now. Uh I mean yes. Uh yeah, so Gastrodons are uh, really good at countering it as well as um I think Kiss as well.
0: The yeah. thing the thing about um the thing about God, what's its name again? I've already forgotten it. Bill. Bill. yes. The thing about <laughs> the thing about Bill is that it's it's set up to be like very obviously strong. Mm. Um it's got Ficious wren strong jaw, it's got like literally everything in its power to make that one attack an absolute monster of an attack. But if you bring it into double battles and you've got something that can use protect, well Whoops. Yeah. And then it's not very good on any other front. It's really good at using that one attack. It's not good at too much else. Yeah. So I mean
1: you can run like crunch and stuff on it, but it's not yeah, still obviously no nowhere near as good, but it is boosted a bit because of strong jaw. So yeah. Um yeah. I, I know I was talking before, like I really want to make one of these events. I didn't make this one and I really, really wanted to. Hopefully I'll be able to make another one. Um they were talking about like, there's like regionals, so there are events more like smaller events. Uh, closer by so there might be like, one in Adelaide or something I've got to like, look into it because I really want to actually go to one just yeah. meet people and talk Pokemon yeah yeah. Um so Bryce this is going to be something going to be doing a bit more differently uh, going forward so going to be going through sort of like the game releases for the week in the Nintendo eShop uh, for I guess uh, the Australian eShop mm-hmm. so there shouldn't be too many differences but there will be differences here and there from you know European and US and Japanese if you're on the Japanese eShop but basically, the major game coming out this week is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Um, I'll, I will be picking this one up. Um, it's just a fun, chill game to sort of level up and go through the story again. It's a favorite of mine from the DS. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: You play that. I'll play Darksiders then. Okay. Because yeah. right.
1: I, I can't afford it at the moment. Mm. <laughs> well, with all this stuff I've bought, I really don't want to be spending more money, but um, I want it. Yeah. <laughs> That, oh, that's pretty much how it is. Yeah. 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 So we're going to be going, I'm going to be going through uh, all of the releases from um, on Nintendo eShop in the last week. And I want you to listen to the titles of the games and pick one out to read a description and look more into it. So okay. one that sounds interesting, just by name alone. So we got Arcade Fuzz, uh, Battle Sloths, Beer Walker. <laughs> I don't know what Beer Walker is. Blood Roots, which looks pretty cool. Uh, Bucket Knight. Uh, Edgar, uh, Bollock in Balzac. <laughs> They're just trying to trip me up with these freaking names, aren't they? Uh Pharmacy in 2020, uh, Gun Bear, Super Strikers, Grizzland, Hayfever. These names are ridiculous, aren't they? Jesus. Uh, Hero Must Die, again. Kingdom Rush, uh, Frontiers, uh, Mandorius R, Mathland, <laughs> uh, Mega Man Zero, uh, ZX, Legend. Uh, legacy Edition, Metro uh, 2033 Redux, Metro Last Light Redux, Portal Dogs, uh, Profane, Puzzles for Toddlers and Kids, Animals, Cars, and More. <laughs> Jesus, what game is that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that in a different tab, see what that's all about. So what's this? This puzzle game is extremely easy to use and was tailored with great care to be played by children of all ages. It is a battle is a battle tested 100 percent frustration free it contains diffi- uh, different difficulty levels for entertaining and wide range of age groups so that's this, that's its official write- up price so i don't know how I feel about that probably not a game for us maybe it's probably maybe Evie will enjoy it
0: yeah maybe, maybe
1: maybe yeah uh samurai showdown samurai showdown uh deluxe edition <laughs> ski snipers skull rogue um soul axiom rebooted Spartan Fist, Stab Stab Stab, The Unholy Society, Two Point Hospital, and, and Vasilius. So there's a lot of names in there. So what's what's the game that stood out for you want to go and look into? There's there's <laughs> two.
0: There's two in there that make me go, what the fuck? And that's Battle Sloths. Battle
1: Sloths <laughs> yeah. and Ski Snipers. Ski Snipers. So where are we looking on this list? So ski sniper. Load that up. I could just imagine like a guy going down a
0: mountain, but he's like between the trees and he's trying to assassinate somebody on a cute couple
1: date. So the game is uh, $6.37. <laughs> it's uh, $15 off or 15% off at the moment. Mm-hmm. And and the description reads, Have you ever wondered how difficult it is to shoot a ski jumper <laughs> on, on the fly <laughs> with a sniper rifle? Yes. And in the official description, it has a smiley emoji. Holy shit, guys. What are you thinking? Ski Sniper gives you the perfect opportunity to find out. Uh, So this is dot points. Discover the sniper weapon, including a crossbow. Complete objectives to get special rewards. Watch your perfect shot trajectory from the special bullet camera perspective. (laughs) Admire bullet damage in the X-ray mode. Choose your perfect sniping spot. Become the best ski sniper around the world. (laughs) <laughs> and guys just in case you're wondering if you want to pick up the game the sale ends on the 12th of March so get on that before then if you're interested in a Ski Sniper I will say like if you put in the emoji in the official description that looks unprofessional as anything It does. Yeah. Uh, so what was the other one it was uh, a Battle, Battle Sloths Battle Sloths by the Invisible Collective that is the name of the developer uh, Sloth's Pizza Chaos. Battle with your friends using an arsenal of pain to collect the most pizza. Okay, pizza. No party is complete without uh, s- steaming boxes of fresh pizza. I just wanted to say streaming for some reason. Um, <laughs> but beware, your friends are hungry too, and this pizza isn't going to last all night. Grab a hoverboard and get moving! Defend your pizza from other players and fight for slices across the map in this fast-paced, competitive twin-stick shooter from an Arsenal of over 15 weapons, raging from uh, just click on more there, uh, ranging from swords to nukes, to uh, extract death and revenge upon those who would claim any slice of unspoken for. I don't know what that means. Uh, Learn to take advantage of the unique map conditions and get a competitive edge over your opponents. You've never seen sloths move this fast. Uh, Then again, you've never had any pizza party with a hungry sloth before. It's true, I haven't. I'm sure
0: there's somebody out there who does a shit ton of dope or something that's managed to come across a sloth and he just sits there with his friends (laughs) and getting high.
1: I'm sure it's happened before. It's probably happened before. Mm, not here, though. No sloths in Australia. No. An award-winning indie hit now finally on Nintendo Switch. Customise your sloth with over 900 hats and enjoy four different... Oh, God, different,
0: it's T-Fortress 2. Watch
1: out. <laughs> enjoy four different game modes, allowing you to enjoy the party, whether you're alone or with uh, AI or with three friends. So fantastic. Beautiful. The game costs 13 Dollars and 65 cents Australian so get on that Battle Sloths um, yeah, it looks a lot better than the other game anyway this game actually actually looks like a bit of fun looks like just like a real silly light like, sort of hog sort of um, kind of like what's that game uh, Towerfall it kind of reminds me of Towerfall a little bit in it's uh, graphics and that which mm-hmm. is really cool so yeah there's those two I think going forward I'm going to pick a game read it and you pick a game and you read it Yeah. I think think that'll be a little bit of fun to do. Should be good fun. Your road's complaining at you. Yeah, it looks like it's running out of room soon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it is recording on the computer, so uh, that's fine. Don't don't, don't fear, my friend. I'm not fearing. Not fearing? I'm not fearing. (laughs) That's good. I'm not a God fearing man. Yeah. So, Bryce, you've been gone for a little bit. Um,. And the house, Amari. We've been we're doing renovations here. I've painted this room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a lot more vibrant. But I want to show you a really special room. We went to it a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. So let's uh, let's sit back and let's move over to Reggie's rec room. Oh yeah.
3: Hi, Nintendo fans. Reggie here.
0: Ooh. Thank you for your never-ending support. For giving me a mushroom kingdom full of incredible memories. That I will never forget.
3: That's right, Reggie. Let me in, mate. ever.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Bryce. What do you think of this room, man? It's a bit different since you last been here. It used to be just like the cellar where we, um, you know, kept the furfy. But we thought we should renovate it a bit and keep Reggie here. See you. Uh, see what's he, what he's up to and stuff.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah, it's good to see you over there, Reggie, holding the towel. You know, <laughs> holding nice, the towel. Yeah. Nice, nice suit on. You're doing a good job over there, my friend.
1: Yeah, good job. Yeah, it's just a. I've never seen Reggie not in the suit, but uh, man, it's not happening here. Obviously, still in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, just the wonderful. Room's just as white and carpeted as the rest of them. Yes, it's, it's just beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah, beautiful. So, but Reggie, you haven't made your bed, mate. If you don't make it, you're getting kicked out. Mm. You pay no rent here. We're very nice here. You know, we, we're big fans, so we thought we would be nice. But make your bloody bed, for goodness sakes. Yeah, anyway, anyway, Reggie, turn, that, turn down that bloody music. Get it out of here. buddy. Jesus. He doesn't behave himself very much. So so in Reggie's rec room this week, Bryce, I want to talk about the third anniversary of Nintendo Switch. You know, from uh, the time it launched to now. And, like, last year was a huge year. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where we're going to start this conversation exactly. But I guess uh, back to where we were before, we we're talking about Breath of the Wild being one of the most important Nintendo games being ever released and um, sort of, you know, where it's gone from there and how the other Nintendo series have sort of embraced um, big change as well, not just Zelda, but you know, even even Mario with Mario Odyssey and um, Animal Crossing shaking things up now and Luigi's Mansion and... It's so a time for change. Yeah, not Pokemon didn't change too much, <laughs> but most uh, series have taken a big change. So, uh, what do you want to start? What do you want to start, Bryce? What do you want to talk about regarding uh, the third anniversary?
0: Um, I guess I want to sort of just make mention on how far it's come since you know the dark days of Wii U launch and onward.
1: A long way, yeah.
0: I mean, like <laughs> it, the Wii U was the first console to come out. Uh, you know, like proper adulthood. Yeah. Uh, everything before, it, obviously, we still bought when we were children or whatever it may be. But, you know, uh, it <laughs> it was a really dark time. <laughs> we really didn't get a lot, did we? Yeah. And I mean, it's 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 really contrasting in the like five years we had with the Wii U to the three years that we've had with the Switch. How much better it's performed. Hmm so much better
1: it's been it's been nice just having a, a Nintendo console that's uh, not looked down on so much like a lot of people really enjoy it whether they're um, big players of other consoles or not it's just like it makes a fantastic secondary console and even people that only have a switch it makes a fantastic just main console as well let
0: still refer to one conversation um, that was that was going on on Facebook and and um, there was this one kid who I'm not going to mention by name because I know people uh, listen locally. Okay. <laughs> There's this one kid who uh, in in primary school would always talk a lot of shit, but like you would, he, he was kind of like that kid that talked shit to fit in. Okay. You know, like he was he was sort of in the popular rungs, but it didn't look like he was talking shit to mean it. and He, he was talking shit to sort of let it in. I'm trying to think about who you're talking about. I've got no idea yet. Okay, yeah. His first name's Tom. His last <laughs> name starts with a h and then you can figure it out from there. Okay. But anyway, um and I remember uh in the in the adult years, uh I was commenting on somebody's somebody's post. I can't remember exactly who it was. Uh, I think it was maybe Hamish Matthews. <laughs> and he's um, listened to the show a couple of times
1: yeah yeah, yeah
0: so so um I, I commented on one of his facebook posts or something and then this this particular tom comes in and says something snarky about the wii u because i was obviously <gasps> still a nintendo fan back in the day that bastard he's like don't go around re- go around recommending the wii u i'm just like i don't think anybody can recommend the wii u tom i don't, <laughs> I don't really give a shit man Mm. He's still living in primary school. What the fuck's going on? I hadn't seen him past primary school. Yeah. And he still managed to hold on to the fact that I was a Nintendo fan. And I
1: mean, yeah, I know it was a shit time for Nintendo, but Christ. If you're talking about the guy I'm thinking about, I think he's just, you know, he's not much of a gamer. He's more of like a into his footy and sport and more of a jock type of thing. Is that, is that who I'm thinking about? And like, yeah, it's just easy to just throw, like, you're a gamer. No. At you for an insult. No. No. Okay.
0: No. All right. Starts with the H, ends in an on way. There you go.
1: Okay, I know who you're talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know
0: exactly what I mean, don't
1: you? I mean, if he if he just like tuned into this one episode, no, he's, like good luck and, to him. And like yeah, exactly. And he just like you, you he just like spell out his name pretty much. Just like <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I didn't really know him that much. Yeah. No. But yeah, no. He he
0: he always played. seemed to try and create, tried to create shit in order. to to probably get more clout that he didn't really need, I guess. But yeah, no, he, he, he did. He, he cracked that on me on a Facebook post during the Wii U era. And <laughs> I mean, I, at the time I didn't really give a shit. Like at the time when the Wii was out, I recommended the Wii. Cause Hey, it was fun. Like I didn't expect it to keep up with Xbox or whatever. I, I still played Xbox 360 and all that and whatever. And the Wii was good because it was sort of like that in between of like, just having fun with it and it yeah. being a Nintendo with Nintendo IPs. And that's where you
1: went for, you know, your Nintendo games you really love yeah. to play. Yeah. Mm. So
0: it's not something I'd recommend if you want to Call of Duty. Yeah, probably not because it's not really on it. No. no. And the Wii was the Wii was all the way back in, during then times as well. Like, I really don't get the point of the argument. <laughs> and it was, like, the worst time to make that comment, too, during the Wii U era. The Wii U was not good. Mm. The software on it was fine. Like, I enjoyed the software on the Wii U, but... You know, you
1: hold, try to hold the Wii U candle to the Switch candle. The Switch is just mm. shat on it. Yeah. <laughs> See, every time we bring up the Switch, we always go straight to the Wii U because the Wii U was just a. It's an important part of what makes the Switch what well, it is. It's because that's. It's
0: clearly that's what they wanted the Wii U to do. Mm. They wanted it to be the Switch, but obviously at the
1: time they were just thinking eh, it's it's not going to work. Yeah, and it it really did put a fire on. Under- under like Nintendo's ass to be like, all right, this has to be like in my eyes, like if the switch came out to just like, Oh yeah, it's good. And that was whatever. And it sold, you know, 30 million units and it, it, it's a good console and people who are hardcore Nintendo fans liked it and whatever. I, I don't think that would have been enough to, you know, bring them back into real relevance, like next to um, Sony and Xbox. No. Um, But, you know, like I said before, with like Breath of the Wild, just how um, commercially and critically successful that game was, um, that just, that skyrocketed Nintendo and the Switch to where it is today. And it's been riding off that success ever since, for the past three years, been riding off Breath of the Wild, just like, you know, reinventing one of the most iconic series in gaming and just Bringing Nintendo, bringing them back. It brought them back like, like straight away after getting the Switch and playing yeah. that game. We were like, they're back. Yeah, they're back. After 2016, you know, Star Fox Zero, uh, Ultra Smash, um, Mario Tennis, like just like real, real filler crap mm. for the Wii U, and um, even like 2015 it was like, it was, that was Mario Maker, and it still wasn't that much. that's what I mean about the
0: software though like for the most part there was there was good genuine software on there that spawned a lot of things you know you've got Splatoon you've got Mario Maker Um, even just the remakes were nice like with uh, the Twilight Princess HD and Wind Waker HD they were the best ways to play those games like there was a lot of good sort of push-up motivations for the Wii U in general in terms of software it's just an absolute shame that Mm. it got to the point where it was like at the start there was nothing yeah. Then there was something, <laughs> and then there was nothing again. Yeah, and yeah. the hardware obviously didn't sell anybody. Like at, to begin with, I was like, yeah. And actually, did use that tablet as a screen, like
1: from time to time. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, just as a handheld. pretty yeah. much. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it was fine. It it did its job, but it was definitely cheap and did
1: not feel like like a current gen console. Yeah. See, I I didn't mind holding it. Um, it was it was a comfy enough type of thing, like. like having its uh, second stick in the upright position was like, you know, a bit weird, especially when you're like, you're swapping between um, other consoles and all that. And also having the buttons down there, like the stick up there felt good, but having to, having a thumb like constantly like move down to like use those buttons. I'll never, uh, <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know you bring this up from time to time, but I'll never understand
0: controller amnesty. Mm. It really doesn't bug me. I just put my hand on the controller and I put my thumb wherever the buttons are. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. And then I just put them up to the stick. I don't, I don't go from the stick to the buttons. I go from the buttons to the stick because that's how I've always played video games.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I do too. But like naturally on the, I'm just saying on the Wii U, like if you just rest your thumbs, that is naturally where your thumbs go up the top. I just angle my hand differently. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, like maybe, maybe I'm making a I, I no, deal no, no. over it, but
0: you're not. You're not because a lot of people talk about it, but on mm. personally, I, I'll just never understand it. The perfect perfect controller in my eyes was the Xbox 360 controller. Mm. You could not get any more like state line perfect controller. It was just 100% on the dot, whatever you're sort of sitting at. But when you're talking about, hey, look, they move those buttons over down where the stick is and they move the stick up. It's like depending on what kind of game you're playing, you're actually going to find one or the other more comfortable. If you're playing a twin stick shooter, having the two sticks on the same sort of, horizontal plane to each other is probably going to be a bit better than, mm. you know, like the, there is, there is ins and outs of each side, but I just, I'll never, I'll never get it. I mean, <laughs> look at the PlayStation controller, the PlayStation controller does it.
1: Yeah. But they're at the bottom though. I think I don't know. Yeah. But it's all, that's also in a weird place.
0: Cause it's like right in the center of the controller. So you can to hold your thumbs, mm. you know? Yeah. I don't,
1: I don't notice it so much on the PlayStation controller. Yeah. I think it's just, yeah. Doesn't really matter, but it's just it's a- because once you get used
0: to something, when once you get used to something in a controller, you just mm. that becomes your norm, and then when you you know you you decidedly move from it, it becomes different. But I've never I've never had that trouble because I went from you know a SNES controller to a Nintendo sixty four controller, which is a huge jump, and then to
1: that's an interesting controller, and then to a PlayStation <laughs> controller,
0: which is another big jump, you know, in leaps and bounds. Then I went to You know, a GameCube controller, which was another big
1: jump. I've never really had a problem. i just adjust Mm. and go with it. Yeah. It's like, you know, when like, uh, say you're playing with a GameCube controller and you go to an Xbox controller and you're like, you you, might have been playing a game for a real long time and you swap to a controller. It just feels weird for like the first 15 minutes. Do you get that? No.
2: No? No.
1: Once I've picked up a controller and used it for a couple of hours, it's pretty much cemented in my mind.
0: Mm. There you go. I might, I might not have ABX and Y down pat like their position on the controller because we know that shit changes.
1: Ah, oh, yeah, it's Between annoying. Xbox and Nintendo, no, it's but, annoying.
0: But uh, I still, yeah, I don't have any trouble with it.
2: Mm.
1: Oh, you're you're just a superior human being. Uh, no, I'm game not. not a, I'm not a superior human being. <laughs> it's just
0: whenever it comes up in conversation about the Wii U,
1: I just never, don't really understand. Mm. Yes. I guess. Let's let's stop talking about the Wii U. Dark days, we get it. And the Switch, good days. Um, <laughs> I was, you had a I tangent said, there. I, d- I did have a tangent there, but I was just like thinking, like we were going to start this podcast in the Wii U days. I'm just really curious of what that would have been like. Would have been bad. Yeah, we wouldn't have had much to talk about. No. It would
0: have been a lot of uh, retrospectives, and uh, you know sort of evergreen episodes i don't think mm. we could have got much content out of out of wii u whatsoever mm. i mean i i the thing is is like i haven't touched my switch in a few weeks now except for small things but i still have plenty to talk about when it comes to the console yeah because there is that much good shit coming out on it and um already exists on it even mm. and you know i can go back and talk about some of those games i played for ages yeah. And um I think that's what what's magical about the Switch is that it's it's come back to that effect and for a while there that was PlayStation holding that title for that effect. It, because it was the one doing it. Mm. I guess. They had the exclusives coming out, they had you know all this stuff happening, everybody was flocking to it as a primary console. Um, because of you know Xbox's bullshit early on in the generation and whatever, and now that the Switch is sort of where it is, um, they've made a huge comeback. They've really picked themselves up and did a, did a amazing job. Uh, every every series that they've got under their belts going through a, through an evolution. It's not just become the same same thing over and over. Which you know hopefully that's now a standard they'll they'll uphold to some degree.
1: Yeah, it's hard to even think of Nintendo being in that situation again. Yeah. Just like the last 3 years have been pretty incredible. incredible. Like, it, I know there's you can make the argument that 2018 was a bit slow, like um you had Pokemon and Smash Bros, which were the main games for that year and they'll um at the end of the year, but you know, there's still huge games for Nintendo and you know, they're some of the two of my favorite games on the system itself. So, mm. it, I guess that just comes down to a taste really, yeah, but yeah, it's just been each year, it's just been phenomenal, and like the, the year of it's just happened, like with all the games coming out, and so yeah it, yeah, it is interesting to maybe see where they're going this year. Just you know, we don't know anything what's going on, so there might be uh might be making up for it this year, just being a bit slower or what we don't know yet, but yeah, hmm. yeah, yes,
0: thanks, Nintendo Switch. for <laughs> –
1: fucking (laughs) reviving my love
0: because yeah no for for the last for the last five years prior to that it was really hard to sort of you know get enjoyment out of it and now that they've sort of brought it back but i do have i do have a couple of arguments and that is a nintendo um the wii u is the virtual console system at the moment Mm. Should not be. That was the best. That was the thing. It was best at. Yeah. It was the best virtual console system. Uh, Hmm. Move that shit to the Switch. Um, I know you can do it.
1: (laughs) I know you can do it. Yeah.
0: I know you can do it because you pretty much put the specs of a Wii U in a Switch, and you've had no trouble transitioning that. So nothing's stopping you. Um, and uh, I guess. Just uh, make sure that you actually give us some news this year because you've been very quiet and it's a little <laughs> ominous. Make
1: sure you give us some news.
0: Well, it's been very ominous. Mm. And, I mean, like, I'm fine for a quiet year. If they want to have a quiet year, that's fine. But I'd like to be like, here's what to look forward to in the next few years. Mm. You know, get some sort of a perspective and maybe some a couple new announcements would be nice. Nothing has to come this year. But
1: I'd like the news. Yeah. So where, where would... Where would you like to see Nintendo go with the Switch into its third year? Um, So what type of anything from games you want to see or features or updates to the Switch itself or new models? Where do you want to see them go with the Switch? Obviously, it's very successful for them and they want to keep tracking along and all that. I don't think they're going to move away from the hybrid system for the next model or the next Switch itself. I I think this is uh, um, something for them to stay. I think it works really well for them. So... Yeah, what what do you think? I know you're sort of thinking there. You're rubbing your head. Scratch my nostril. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your hair's on fire. You're really <laughs> processing something there.
0: No, I um I think this is something that's gone on in my head for a while.
1: Uh I
0: would really like them. Like we've we've got a standalone handheld switch. I would really like them to make a box. And Mm. that sounds weird to say, but, like, I'm fine with the current Switch model in its current situation Mm -hmm. of, like, hey, you just pick it up you go. Yeah. Um, And I'm not 100%, like, I absolutely desperately need something that has a bit more power, like, right now. Um, but what I would love to see is a box for the Switch, because the problem with handhelds and connections and all that shit is they don't have a much longevity in comparison yeah. to everything else. And Wears that's out. Why, yeah, that's my biggest worry with mm. the Switch. But if you had a box, at least if that died, like that's that, and that's the thing that's what the Retrons become so famous for is being able to play all your old shit mm. on a box. Um, that just universally holds heaps of things. Um, but I would love to see like a box that can have that. But not only that, but you would have basically more powerful specs, something close to the Nvidia shield that you put on your TV.
2: Mm.
0: Um, and you would have a bit more power in it. And that is like your high definition experience on the TV because you don't need that in the handheld yeah, at all. And like putting putting specs like that in a handheld, as much as I would like them and is great and everything, I don't think it's absolutely necessary. But in a box, you could do that and then you could have option, options for high-resolution textures and stuff like that. And developers can be like, here's an optional download pack for high-resolution text, high textures and mm. stuff like that. And just make it really an overall great home package as well. Yeah.
1: Um, so there's, there's two different ways they can go with that. There's one way they can go, like they can make it a competitor or similar to a PlayStation 4 or Xbox One X, not One X, just Xbox One. Um, and just like have it like, you know, it, it's powerful, it does this, does that. Or they can make it like something similar to what the PlayStation TV was for the PlayStation Vita, just like a little tiny box. It's $100 instead of $300, plug it into TV, really cheap, small, um, option to get just console games if you're not interested in handheld. Um, so they could go that way too and just have it like it run games like the Switch does it right now. and But it's like, like the Switch Lite's a cheaper option for handheld and the Switch dock box thing can be just a real cheap way of getting games onto your TV and getting them into the house. Um, so what what sort of a version of that would you want? Would you want like, obviously what you described was the sort of more like I just PlayStation want a, Four version.
0: I just want a standalone box. Yeah, because the thing is, is like if if you want a decent infrastructure, you've got like you don't have you can have the standard Switch, which is good for the TV, good for wherever. Or you could go, here's a Switch Lite, and that's you know a couple hundred cheaper, mm-hmm. right? You can buy that as your baseline. And then down the road, you're like, maybe I do want to play games on the TV, right? So you get the box. And obviously, because you can cut out, like, the inexpenses of, like, some of the more, more finite materials and the screen and stuff like that, you can just put more power in the box. And then you can have an ecosystem between a light and a box, mm. right? You don't have to have the dock to do it. You can just be, like, you're on the same home network as you switch light,
1: you, you save sync up. Ding. Oh god, good. That sounds way too complicated for Nintendo, but that sounds awesome. Yeah, it, no, it's not too complicated. You can make for it Nintendo. Well. No, well, for Nintendo, no, yes, it doesn't have to be. No, I know it doesn't have to be. We were talking about Animal Crossing before, though.
0: yes, but yeah, fucking,
1: don't worry about Animal Crossing right now. We're not talking
0: about Animal Crossing. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> for an eco, like, to have an ecosystem like that would be wicked.
1: It would be. We, yes, we, you could. Yes. Your, entry,
0: okay. your entry could. Boi- your entry point could be either one, so a box or the handheld. And it's funny because this is going back like a while ago now that we were talking about a similar thing with the Wii U. But anyway, um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, a box, a handheld, and you can buy either one to start with and then you can buy the other one later and have that experience. And then on the box, you can have high-resolution textures and make it the best game it can absolutely be. uh, And that's cool, you know? And then just have like a standardized version for the
1: light. Mm. and where would the the uh, current switch fit into that that would just be i'm like saying a, that, that, that is an all-in-one package there would be a middle of the road like yes. yeah so and, and make that the middle of the road not super portable even though it's still very portable
0: it's it's very portable yeah thank you very
1: much yeah
0: yeah I was a, bit, but it's a lot more portable than like a mm. the suitcases you can get for your ps4 or xbox
1: one <laughs> yeah obviously
0: yeah 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 um so yeah. It, it is the middle of the road option that's like hey look you've got a portable then you've got a portable or home and then you've got a home. Mm. The home is the most powerful, powerful version of the console. You've got the middle version of the console and then you've got the lighter version of the console.
1: Yeah, I can see that happening and I'll buy yeah. one.
0: <laughs> and then look, I would switch my ecosystem to, like if they could get an ecosystem working really nice, I would buy a light and then that. Mm. And then that would replace my switch and that would get more money out of me in that regard anyway. Mm. Because yeah. that that for me, that set up that honestly I reckon works a bit better,
1: yeah, like a lot of people are talking about like the the next model of the switch, you know just dubbing it the switch pro definitely won't be called the switch pro, but just uh, imagining what the next step will be for it, like whether it will be like a a here's a here's a lighter normal switch or it will be something completely different, like the box you know we've been talking about' be mm-hmm. interesting to see where they sort of move forward with the model, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh talking about games, what uh what major sort of uh game or series do you want to see come back? So obviously obviously Zelda's one of your favorite series. Super keen for Breath of the Wild 2, but apart from that, what are you really keen for?
0: Depends on uh, what we're talking here. Are we talking about just like <laughs> what we're talking here, boy? we game, games throughout Nintendo's history that have been on consoles that have never seen the light of day again, or are we talking about Nintendo IPs or
1: uh we'll stick to Nintendo IP. Oh. It could be it could be anything from a port or a brand new game or it might even be like a genre that Nintendo doesn't touch much and you want a new series in that genre.
0: I want I want something done about um Dragalia Lost. Oh, you want
1: to see that come to the big old Switchy?
0: Not so I I'm I'm not even I'm not even sure if it's just like I would like to see that come to the Switch and look, hey, Uh, It works because people have been playing it on their Android TVs. So there's no problem there. But Mm. actually what I think I want is it to not be stuck in mobile-only health. Yeah. Uh, Because, yes, it is mobile. They they announced it as a mobile-only IP, but it is becoming a pretty big mobile-only IP with a pretty good overarching story that I feel like Deserves, it's so it's a Nintendo IP. It deserves a spot. They don't really have, like, a big old um, Premiere, like, anime-esque fit. Except maybe Xenoblade, but even then, mm. you know. It's Fire Emblem. Oh, well, Fire Emblem yeah. as well. But
1: something more action-oriented, I think, is probably mm. the bigger thing for me. Yeah, would you, like, obviously, probably a port of that exact game wouldn't be um most ideal, but would you like to see like a I mean it's a, it works. Another game in that series, like another I, I wanna, the IP. I want
0: to see I want to see that game like translated into something that's a little more fulfilling. Um and doesn't have to be as updated, but it'd be nice if it still had like hmm. yeah, similar content. I, I would like to see that game transitioned into their Diablo.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah, so that'll be cool. Yeah,
0: so that's because that's already what how it kind of operates.
1: That is a genre, you know, Nintendo's missing. they, yeah. don't,
0: they don't have anything like that. No, I would love to see that mm. game trans like trans transmute into into like a Diablo S game. Yeah,
1: no, that's a great yeah great pick. Um, yeah, I'll I'll play that. Holy shit! Well, because
0: I, I played the shit out of it as it is, and mm. like it's it's very basic, and the levels are kept really short so that they can be held up over mobile connection without any connection loss, mm. because that's how most games like that are played. But like if you um trans like, translate that into the Diablo formula you know, and pretty it up, make it look nice. Ooh. And then um make like the maps bigger and stuff like that and make it just like a real sort of experience like that. That would be awesome. Mm. And there is, you know, every there's there's over 150 characters in Dragalia Lost. They each have five story chapters, and then you've got a ton of dragons, they've all got background lore. It's so fleshed out. It's really fleshed out. They have Valentine's stories, events for a bunch of characters, Christmas stuff, everything. There's so much effort put into Dragalia Lost. It's only just cut voice acting. Japan In in the Japanese version, the story all the way up until now has been entirely voice acted. All right, so they've just said, all right, that's
1: enough. <laughs> yeah, because they, yeah.
0: they can't afford to keep hiring voice actor and voice actor constantly mm. for it. But it's only just stops being voice acted in japan it stopped in english a while ago because like it was an extra effort Mm. um and but the characters still get plenty of voice acting that's jed that's your phone. yeah yeah all good yeah but yeah that's what i want to say
1: yeah that'd be cool i'd love to see like nintendo jump into that sort of dungeon crawling diablo like series yeah that'd be really cool and that would be a great fit for it. You know, just yeah. put that in it and yeah. it'll draw more eyes towards it, sort of legitimize that series as well. Yes. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm responsible for this too. I'm like, oh, you know, Nintendo, it's on the mobile. I'm you know, not too worried, type of thing. But, uh, you know, people like yourself and. It's really good. Yeah, just really, really enjoy that game. Yeah. Um, I'll probably go with something that I've said before, but, you know, Kid Kuris Uprising on 3DS was awesome i know mm. sakurai's obviously he's um being weighed down with all the smash DLC c nintendo keep making him uh produce but um which i've you know i've got a i'm very happy about that so don't take that the wrong way but mm-hmm. i'd love to see kid icarus come back in that sort of format i don't know whether it needs to be a sort of unwrite on-ra- on rail shooter type of thing maybe like a third person game or something like that a bit more adventure based uh, i actually kind
0: of like game. it i actually kind of like it how it is a lot of people, I, I I do too a lot of people call yeah. it on rails but i don't think it's on rails it it, um, it is it is level by level basis pa-
1: yeah parts parts are on rails but there's bits where you go on the ground and run around and oh. all that um but yeah the, I, would, I would love to see that game come back i absolutely love the characters and just the the voice acting and mm. the writing was fantastic It just it I just felt I'd, it was probably the most immersive handheld game I've ever played. Yeah. A lot, a lot of the times I'm like, you know, playing Pokemon and enjoying it and leveling up and playing RPGs and yeah. whether it's Mario 3D World or like whatever 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 it is. But with that game, that is a game I really put my headphones on and I was listening to every single word and just really enjoying it. Hmm. And thinking back to it, like how much I was enjoying it, like on, on the original 3DS, the screen was so small. Yeah. And it's just like, but I can still remember it so, so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, whether it's support or just a, preferably a new game in the series, I'd love to see it. Um, and that's that's a game I don't have my hopes up too much because, uh,
0: yeah. Unfortunately, s- he's a very busy man. Mm,
1: mm. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd probably assume that the next uh, Kitty Crickness game wouldn't be directed by Sakurai, but, yeah, I don't know who else would take it, take it over yeah. at Nintendo either, really. I don't know. Whether... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Like you know, like the the newer teams, like they're like throwing ideas around and saying like, like, like the guys who did Splatoon. Um, so I don't know if like someone a team like that would take it over. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, we're sort of seeing a uh, like old IP. At least in recent years, like it hasn't been sort of revisited as much. They went through a bit of a phase where it's like, you know, the Punch Out game on Wii U, Kitty Icarus come back on 3DS, they're going back through some of their old IP. But they sort of stopped doing that again. It's, you know, going back to, um, you know, ha- how it has been. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from Splatoon in 2014, but it's even been six years since Splatoon. Uh, one on Wii U like it's it's been <laughs> it's again, been a while again it really
0: depends on what you really depends on what your f- uh, faction is in UIP because the latest IP was Jagalia Lost
1: yeah, and I know I, guess, I know yeah. it's
0: because it's on, I know it's because it's on a mobile phone that it's sort of got less attention but
1: yeah
0: it has the potential to be more and that's I think that's what's got me mm.
1: and yeah, no, I'll be I'll be happy if I saw that come up in the Nintendo Direct i would be like ah okay. oh. Ross would be happy I'll be very happy I'll give it a go Let's have fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, just the rumors for a new Paper Mario game at the start of this year made me think like, yeah, I knew like back to its roots, Paper Mario would be a lot of fun because like it's gone like, you know, it's gone it's gone a bit off the rails recently with changing the battle system to stickers and all that. I just want a, a back to basic, leveling up, using attacks. Yeah. Fantastic writing, fun story. Yeah, I want that again on Switch. Um, like, because I didn't, I haven't played Thousand Year Door. I've only played the sort of more recent one, so I'd love to go back and even a port of that would be a bit of fun. Yeah, he nods his head. Yes. Yes. I don't have a huge connection to Paper Mario, but that's because I haven't played games like the Thousand Year Door. Mm. Um, I'm a similar way, but I'd just love to see, like, um, Paper Mario 64, like, that was just. <laughs> Just, uh, just the writing was just really, really good. Yeah. Like at the start when like the, the level rolls out and the t- one of the toes gets stuck underneath the stage. Yeah. And like as you're going through the game, you're like, ah, ah, and like all the NPCs and that were like, what was that? Yeah. And like, you know what it is, you're like, oh, you poor bastard. Yeah. How have you not died? <laughs> Uh, All right, Bryce. I think that's uh, wrapping up to the end. Yeah. Unless you have anything else to say.
0: No, I'm pretty good. We've been going at it for two and a half hours.
1: Yeah. Two hours and about 10 minutes. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So everybody, thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode 133. This was Bryce's return. Bryce, did you have fun, mate? Yes, mate. You had fun? Did you have fun talking to me me for two hours? Yep.
0: but I need to stand up. Holy crap.
1: Stretch your neck, scratch your bum. That's right. Do a backflip. Yep. Uh, Embrace your... I don't know. Um, so, guys, if you'd like to help the show out, be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast, player of choice, and set the show to auto-download so you never miss an episode and all of that fun stuff. And if you really enjoyed the show, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., uh, and leave us a review. It really helps us out. And, it, you know, to be honest, it makes my day when I read a review. So, unless it's bad. Then it probably ruin my day. Keep that in mind if you want to do a bad review. And... Uh, if you have any friends that uh, enjoy Nintendo, be sure to su- suggest it to them. We're a bunch of nerds as well, and uh, you, they'll quite enjoy this show, I think. Bryce, do you reckon they'll enjoy the show? Someone uh, brand new? Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Bryce has, sure. Bryce has no doubt in his mind no, that absolute, they'll enjoy absolutely it. Absolutely zero. So if, if you feel a bit, bit weird out there, and you're like, oh, I don't know if i suggest it. They might not like it. They'll like it. Just suggest it to them. Suggest it to them. Yeah. And uh, we have a Discord community. There is a link in the show notes below, an invite. And uh, we have a, a really excellent Discord community. Bryce, you haven't been in there in a fair while. You got to get back in there. I've been busy, mate. Yeah, very busy. Yeah, I I know. I'm just saying, get back in there, my
0: friend. Oh, look, I'll get back in there when I'm actually like, you know, settled. Mm. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I haven't talked to a lot of people lately. So, yeah, don't get me wrong, it's not um you know, it's not uh, because I'm like trying to be antisocial. It's just yeah. At, yeah. the, at the moment it yeah just need quiet time <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. but I'll be I'll be back in this soon enough anyway
1: you'll be back yeah and uh one step at a time yes one step at a time not too many steps as otherwise you'll fall over Fucking trip yeah yeah <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Idruby the show at the house of Mario and Bryce where can they find you at Ivy Revan on Twitter awesome and this week's Nintendo jukebox as I said before is uh the Pokemon theme remix from the new Pokemon movie uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolved um, it's quite good I don't enjoy it just as quite as much as the original one but this one's uh, it made me smile when I heard it so yummy yum enjoy and we'll catch you next week bye um, bye 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 oh no I had it in the right place but oh, here we go <laughs> <laughs> catch you later